This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I'm your host as always, my name's Dale, and alongside me, two very happy gentlemen, it's Matt and Mitch. How Hello. are you guys? I'm doing yeah. great. Fantastic. Do I, we feeling, have a... I was feeling fine earlier, but already there's some fire in my belly, but I don't know what reason. I'm ready to get, I'm ready to yell at things. <laughs> ready was, to... It the, was it the medium salsa Doritos you just <laughs> Maybe it was the medium salsa, but not hot enough. I was it's happy. made you angry. Yeah, I was happy like 20 minutes ago when I got here, but for some reason I didn't feel the intestinal burn. <laughs> the burn. I have that effect on people. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just <laughs> angry. I'm ready to, ready to yell at something. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Simi Renrandra. Absolutely buried it. <laughs> so the uh, the first uh, first big bit of news. We yeah. thought you would jump straight into this. Well, it's we the, robbed uh, the punters of the news drop last week, and also like this is the main thing people want to I mean, talk about, it's, it's, including the game. <laughs> so it's not the advertising reshuffling the podcast. The news is supposed to be at the start this week. Uh, the 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 big news this week is Bungard's torn his calf, which is a great show. I have yeah. in doubt for the Sydney Marathon in three weeks' oh, time. Oh, man. You'd, you'd be spewing. Brutal. You know what else you'd be spewing about? Yep. If you're a Newcastle fan <laughs> at any stage this year. <laughs> or ever. Uh, well, harsh, but fair. Uh, yeah, Nathan Brown. Gone. So we, we had this news last week, obviously. We did. But effective immediately. But I thought it was going to be one of those things he was just going to go away quietly. No. But how, my Lord, have you seen this man at any stage in the season? Well, it's more like, I know, but it's like every other second of the season, people have been like, yeah, that guy sucked. He's gone. Move on. This is like this being take a since last Wednesday. It's just been take after take after take from all directions. And, and as we now know, it's gone sorry, down. Sorry, guys, just enjoy my strawberry thick shake. Well, <laughs> but w- when Mitch got here, Dale hadn't heard the strawberry thick shake audio. So he played it and that put me in the mood. So I did go and make myself an actual strawberry mm. smoothie, which mm. I'm enjoying. It's right not now. bad. Thank you. Yeah. I've Oat had, milk. I've had the worse. milk of the future. No. No note milk. No, I say. Um, but yeah, it was surprising to me just how many pro-Brown takes have come out in the last few days. Yeah. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because he's... he Say what you will about his coaching ability and his list-building ability, but his narrative-controlling ability is elite. He's the king of PR. I mean, as his team were preparing for this must-win game on the weekend, Nathan Brown is already on the forward defence on 360 again last Wednesday. And I... It was either his fourth or fifth appearance of the season, which is obviously the most by a head coach on the NRL 360. Let alone his appearances on on the panel. Like he always talks pre-game every weekend on the on the on the network. And they actually mentioned when he was on there that they have to turn him down often because they have to That's bring him on. That's embarrassing, man. That's thirsty. It is. But this is a man who is he is for, well. He's had all of his faults. The absolute king of controlling the narrative, and has somehow developed this. Image of a good bloke, which therefore means he doesn't deserve anything. In the, mm. apparently, and, in the and not just the good bloke thing, but also the oh, he he took this you know burning tire fire of a club and transformed it, and trans exactly, yeah, and it, transformed into what exactly? Like into a tire fire of a club that we've just seen burning to the ground this week. Yeah. I mean, the year before he got there, Rick Stone, they did finish last, but they won I think eight games. At the mm-hmm. moment, Nathan Brown's won nine games. They'll probably end up winning. They'll probably win ten in the end, maybe. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, but they've also obviously they've spent. Oodles and oodles of money uh, with this center of excellence that they're building. They've had, they've got new ownership. He has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. They've r- basically rotated in p- 
what, probably 60 players yeah, but this in is, the four and, years? And this is the part that does my head in. I, I, I saw someone argue, oh, you know, when he got there, Robbie Rocco was club captain on 500k and all this stuff. And it's like, well, you've got Tim Glasby on that much right now. Like, he's not... Mm. I mean, I don't see them as two particularly different players in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Like, anyone, as you said earlier this year, anyone could have signed David Clemmer and Caelan Ponga. Well, anyone. Yeah. What Apart from those two moves, and, and Piercy, who's a good club player, but he's coming to the end of his career anyway, so that's not one for the future... At the best of times. So, what has he done better? Who's improved in his tenure there? Daniel Saifidi, maybe, maybe. Daniel Levi. Ma- Daniel Levi, they've been trying to punt him the entire time. Yeah, but he has gotten better as a player, and, in my uh, opinion. Fitzgibbon has got better, but he's stagnated. Yeah, and, and Barnett's probably gone backwards. So, yeah. But, I mean, it's just. And then like, every other, like, how many Matadis are left? <laughs> exactly, one Matadis are left. But it's just one of those things, like, I don't even care about that narrative, okay? Like, he he obviously isn't solely in charge of recruitment, being through this. He's part of a system. He, You know, it's obviously part of his role, but it's like performance-based industry, coaches first are judged on their results and their ability to get the best out of players. And this is a guy who, we've been over it again, has won, what, 24 games in his tenure there, almost 100 games at that club. That's, you know, I couldn't find a coach with the worst record t- until like back like 1940 or something, or 1970. I think Rob McCarthy was the last coach with a record that bad. But uh, sorry, Rob, Rob McCarthy, McCarthy. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sir. Uh, anyway. Sir Robert McCarthy. Fuck it. Well, they lost nineteen games in a row, and then people forget seem to forget that happened yeah. as well. And you talk about you know the leaving the club in a better place than when he got there. It's like well, you've left the club with a lot of fat rosters anyway. Uh, sorry, contracts. You're over the cap for next year apparently. And, and we've just found out. Stuff came out today that apparently just last year. He offered Paul Gallon as much money for 2018 as what Paul Gallon made across the last two years at the Sharks. But Gallon didn't want to go there and be a leader. He offered Matt Scott a four-year deal Fuck. in that period too. Like, this oh. is not this king of the rebuild. <laughs> yeah, and you like there's, there's just, for whatever reason, and whether you think he's a good bloke or not, he, let's assume for the sake of this argument that he is. Like, Why does it been, matter? There's been pl- exactly, there's been plenty. Like, there's guys like in the past, like, you know, Peter Sharp was a great example. He's coached Manly... And I think two different occasions where people talk about what a great guy he was and he was a good football man. But for, for some good football men just don't make good head coaches. And some blokes, some good, as we've said it before, not all good blokes are leaders. They're not. You know, like, he could be a great bloke. He could be good at setting the witches' hats out. He could be really good at putting his arm around these players and telling them that you know, it's all going to be okay. But at the end of the day, it's not. And but it hasn't been. It's quite clearly he's, he's not a good leader because apparently now it's everyone's fault but his that he's not getting results. Everyone else has been blamed there. But just back, back on him again, it's like my problem with this thing the entire time, the whole way through it, and I've said it many times on this podcast, is them just accepting they were shit. Yeah. Yeah. You do not accept your shit in the, in the NRL. There's 16 teams. There's a salary cap league. You refuse to accept your, accept your shit. Look at the Bulldogs in the Wait, last six that. weeks. Five, five weeks ago, DWZ came out and said, we want to make the finals. And people laughed at him. But that's the mentality a good club has, is yeah. that you can be in the, in the spoon, be in the terrible position the Bulldogs are in, but you turn up every day that, way, that, every day that season and you think, we're, we are good enough to make the finals. We are a good side. And, and we're striving to win this thing. And even if you don't think, oh, you know, maybe... You know, maybe we're going to be up there in finals contention. Maybe we're going to win it. Improve. But like, you it, but make no, yourself a, a better this, player. This bullshit club, as we all know, is that when they were winning spoons, they were saying we're going to win the spoon. Like, what, the, what are you doing? You're out there yeah. accepting that you're terrible. And there's no shock that it's bred this piss-weak underbelly this football club has is that any time they're squeezed in a second half, they roll the fuck over. Yeah. yeah. 
The as Bulldogs don't they refuse to roll over. They're not a talented team, but they've been winning great games. Yeah. They've rebuilt with worse players with a worse roster in a year and a half because they actually rebuilt their culture. They didn't just go sign million dollar players. They actually rebuilt that club already. Yeah. I, it, like, I, I saw someone write today that oh, Brown's been scrutinized since the day he was appointed. I was like, what? Yeah, but he's a I fucking head scru- coach. No, but scrutinized by who? What has it, I, I've not seen a head coach in a sport in Australia get it less get less of a hard time than him over For the last three and a half years. He got a three. They won pass. one fucking game, and yeah. no one, no one, no one was like, oh, maybe they should sack him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, him and Hugh Jackson, peas in a pod, like dead set. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> and the. The whole put the club back together thing. He actually said last week, my main job was here to come come back and put the club back together. Did we have the feeling of a together club mm. this week? Is that the feeling everyone got? And and people are out there, you know, saying, oh, the players gave up on him. <laughs> Sorry, were you going to like stick by a coach that the week leading into your biggest game of the season, potentially, your must-win game, you win this game, you're probably in the finals, you're playing a other finals contender... And instead of focusing on the job at hand, he's getting in front of the media and out of it. He's getting in front of the club. He's jumping before he's pushed, he claims. He's going on 360. He's talking about Nathan Brown, talking about what a great job he did, what a mess he was left, mm. what he's done, what a fantastic coach he is. Next time someone needs to rebuild, I'll be the one there. I'm the one people will call. It's all Nathan Brown to him. Mm. And then he's the good bloke, though. He did that to his players, and what a shock. His playing group apparently hasn't been talking to him since. I was yeah. shocked, in a pleasant way, that... Braith Anaster of all people was on the comms on during that game on Saturday night saying, "Well, Man. I've never heard Braith go in on a player and a coach like that. He a had a go at Caelan Ponga, which I never thought I'd see, mm. and b was like, well, well, Brown's saying he's left the club in a better place. I'm not sure he has. Yeah, and people roasted him for that take, and it's like, well, I mean, has he? No, no, maybe, but like, maybe not. It's it's certainly not a slam dunk argument either way." Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. And it was quite funny because the start of that game in the pre-match, because of Brown going on Fox during the weekend, he was on Fox pre-match again. They were talking, what a, what a lovely fellow that Nathan Brown is. Oh, the Knights will be up for this one. The Knights will be up for this one. And the game kicks off. And Braith at the start of the game was actually cheering the Knights in kind of thing. He blamed the referees for Calumpong kicking a, a kickoff dead. And then the, the performance got so poor that, you know, they actually got critical and, and him and Finchie were going in on the Knights. And, you know... Has he left it in a better spot? Why is that such a bad question to ask? Because it's, it's a legitimate question. Mm. It just is like, you know, and if they go on to succeed in a year or two, he doesn't deserve the credit for, say, if Nate, Adam O'Brien goes, turns the club around in the next year or two because it's quite clearly not in a great spot now. The playing group isn't talking to him. There's unrest everywhere. Also, uh, if this year doesn't um, exemplify how important coaching is, I, I don't know what does. Like the, You know, the Sharks lose Flano with basically the same roster and they're much worse. Mm. Manly get Des back with basically the same roster and they're much better. Mm-hmm. And Perhaps, even, call I mean, me crazy. Even, but even like, Dean Pay. I mean, like, we yeah. spoke about rebuilds and, like... He, I mean, I've never we, rated Pay as a coach, but at least they're really we, we, you know, rained down upon him from a great height yeah. last year about the whole Dogs of War argument. But, like, say what you want. He's got Aiden Tolman looking like an actual first grader. Yep, and he's got Kieran Foran believing himself well, again. They both play stuff. tough. They don't have any tactics to how they play the Bulldogs. And you're right. They don't, he doesn't look like a tactical genius. And he made a lot of weird decisions this year by shuffling players around. But they, they put in for him. They sogged their guts out for him on that yeah. field. Like, do people think tomorrow, if Nathan Brown went to the Storm and Craig Bellamy went to the Knights, that the Storm would be the team that they are? And that the Knights would be as bad as they are? Are there people out there that genuinely believe that? They might, no, no, maybe they'll believe that. Perhaps that's an extreme example. No, if Ken Smith retires, he'll have the job of turning them around. 
You know, oh, of the, course. Sorry. <laughs> Brownie with, yeah, and sorry, the and, the, and sorry, and that's not the Tigers as well. But pretty similar list, and Madge has got them believing in themselves because yeah. yeah. he's a good coach. And, and the other uh, thing about this rebuild as well is that he was given a remit of not. He wasn't held accountable for results for three years. Mm. If you told me I didn't have to win a game, hell, you told my, you know, my mother I don't win a game for three years. She could probably sit there and figure out that David Clem is pretty good in three years and pay him a million dollars. It's not a hard job. If, you don't, if you're not being asked to win yeah. games, it's the bloody piss easiest job you've got. If you're going to sit back there, not win games three, not sign any players, and then pick and choose who wants money in the off-season, it's piss easy. Oh, and this it, is the it, same man who just said no to Ryan Madison his last off-season, said no to Paul Vaughan two off-seasons ago. Master recruiter had Madison come to him and asked to come to that club, and he ain't there. Oh, but he sat there while Jeremy Smith and Robbie Rocco's contracts ran out. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Genius. Mm. <laughs> I mean, right. turned him around. Couldn't, who, who else could have possibly waited for Jeremy Smith to get old? Not I, no. that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know who could have done that. I don't know who could have been asked, hey, just sit here and don't win games and maybe you might sign some players. Like, and, and I mean, it's funny because we spoke about this earlier in the year when he signed this new like week-to-week kind of contract thing that was going on. And we were all like, so this is basically just like every other employment contract. Like you are good, en- <laughs> you're good enough until you're not good enough, and yeah. then we'll get rid of you. And now people are like, oh well, I don't understand why he hasn't. They they haven't kept him around at the end of the season. It's like they never had to keep him around. They never had to keep him until he today. He signed that contract. Yeah. He, <laughs> he did this to himself. I was listening to a po- an English football podcast a couple of months ago, and they had on this guy who's like a data. He works for one of the big clubs as like mm-hmm. a data analyst. And he was talking about all this stuff, and he was like, but and he, his his his. Uh, his thing was essentially that, you know, new manager bounce and all that stuff. You give him 10 to 20 games. You give him one third of a season. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if it's not working, you know then that it's not going to work. Not three years. Not until not- the point, like, he, like got, he got to buy the whole narrative, like, he got to wait till the roster's his, everything all that kind of crap. And still, still he wasn't held to results There were no year. Wayne Bennett contracts on that team last year, as far as I know. Is that no, right? there's none. And yet, Wayne Bennett is still being blamed this year. Uh, it just does my head in. And they're over the cap. Yeah, How are no, they in a better fucking spot? They've got to let Sean Kenny Dow leave. Yeah. Or Heimel Hunt, who are both pretty good players. And that's it. Like, all uh, those, there's so many of those issues roll into one there. And the other thing is, well, I just looking today, I was looking back with some of the early quotes from Nathan Brown's tenure there. And my favorite part of all the early quotes is how he's talking up how much he's going to develop those young players. And they're going to learn from this. And they're going to be so much better for this in a few years, whatever, whatever. Um, None of them are fucking there. Nick Meaney? Where's he now? Yeah. Uh, he's Killing not there. It. Where's um? Where's Brock Lamb? Jack in, Cogger in England doing where's nothing. Where's Jack Cogger? Cogger's playing better as a reserve grader in at Bulldogs. But the thing is, yep. doesn't matter where those guys are now. What matters is he was supposed to develop them and he didn't do it. He didn't do that part of the job anyway. Mm. And then people ate that shit with a spoon at that point. It's going to reap benefits to these guys. It didn't happen. A few years later, the narrative completely changes. That oh, actually, my job was I'm I'm signing and bringing guys in. That's my job the whole time. Yeah. Look, look what I brought you. And <laughs> and by the way, their best signing, Caelan Ponga, was threatening to leave. If Brown yeah. didn't, it didn't. And they're like best signing, arguably their best outside back signing in his tenure. Jesse Ramian did He's leave gone, yeah. because they didn't get along. But master, yeah, the master... Re- and, and, and I don't want to sell short. Mm-hmm. There's a certain player manager who is involved mm. with this club who is, is partially to blame for all of this mess. Definitely. And I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Yeah. But Brown is completely escaping any blame whatsoever from large corners of both fans and the media who but, have just essentially accepted this fact that he's rebuilt this club into a success. Well, I don't think finishing twelfth in a after not making the finals in your entire time and, there and, and even is just, successful. Even if you just take like this week, for example. Like, I mean, I, I know that we we just spoke about the fact that like <clears throat> the players didn't want to play for him and they didn't turn up in the second half. Yada yada yada. But like the point that the point with this is 
You've lost to a significantly weaker team with an almost full strength lineup, yep. missing a three hundred gamer who has the to be most fair, touches. You could argue that they're better without said three hundred. Yeah, I know, but, but <laughs> also, but like from a from yeah. a from a yeah, mental yeah, yeah. point of view, like you're coming up against a team that is a broken collection of parts. Yeah, and you play like a broken collection. Well, you want of to talk assholes. about rebuilds? They have like four million dollars in playing that cap last weekend. The Tigers. Yeah, they're fucking on the fringe of the finals. Rebuild bullshit. And, and you talk about <laughs> players quitting on coaches. That happens in sport. That's a, Some guys only have, like Jose Mourinho, he yeah. usually only has like three years it's at a club. Three because seasons. Exactly right. Um, Rick Carlisle, uh, not Rick Carlisle, um, the guy that coaches Orlando in the NBA, mm. I forget his name, it's not important. And Michael Maguire is a great example of this. Won a premiership with South. By 2016, the milk had kind of gone sour. 2017, they have a pretty bad season. Mm. And he's gone. Yep. And Seabold comes in and things are better. And that's just how this sport works. It mm. is. And, and, and apart you, from Wayne and Bellamy and maybe Dez, and even Dez had an acrimonious exit from Manly and then the Bulldogs. Well, he was so, the last dramatic exit compared to this, I thought, with Dez at Manly. Yeah. Because this has got coverage from everywhere, but everybody on all angles. But what you mentioned there is like, I'm under no illusions that Nathan Brown, you mentioned this earlier, that he, he's not in charge of all that recruitment, all the mess there. But I'm not the one who's out there trying to credit him for all of it. Okay? Yeah. That's why if you want to judge him on that, then if, if he's so, such a recruitment genius... And then you're also trying to hammer the playing group. How is he somehow absolved yeah, of all you that? Can't, you That's can't the have playing group he assembled. Like if, they, if you're now trying to hammer the playing group, I don't know how he skipped it all out. And you did mention there that it looks like there's some old Bob from Isaac Moses. And, you know, he is the king weasel. He's found he's a genius. To somehow he's gone from, he had a little player group control years ago, got out of that and somehow has found a way to, you know, manage the Broncos head coach and be friends with the recruitment manager, manage the Warriors head coach and be friends with the recruitment manager, manage the new Knights head coach and be friends with the recruitment manager. He's an absolute genius to get in there. Mm. And I understand that's part of the whole problem is that there's other unrest in the back in the back room at the Knights. And I do feel but, sorry but, for Brown in that regard. But no, no, excuse me. That wasn't an excuse for the last head coach that got part, like Wayne Bennett. Tinkle, nothing was Tinkler's fault, mate. Mm, it's true. all, no, 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 sorry. It's not the back room. Unre- didn't matter the players weren't getting paid. It's Wayne's job. Results. He left us in a mess. All Wayne. So this is all. This is all Brownie. If you ask me, mm. no, it's got nothing to do with the CEO. Even though the CEO has been working behind his back, nothing to do with Troy Pezzett, who's apparently working behind his back. It's all Brownie because everyone else apparently had to go to that club and do all the jobs of everyone around them and carry it. Brown's responsible for everything. If you ask me, on those stupid rules. And just uh, and you talk about player groups quitting on a coach. Just look yeah. at that video from Friday night and how much those South players love Wayne. Like yeah. Brown's never had that kind of love from a playing group. I've mm. thought, but that's it. And obviously, there's going to be people going to listen to this, and there'll be four or five people actually like Brownie who are going to be hating us right Which now. Which is fine. Like fine. If if you disagree. like, but I I don't think we've been, I don't think we've approached this segment with like like we're not emotionally being... based arguments. We've but, come in yeah. with like some pretty I think well fleshed well, out ideas because his we've results. been discussing this. <laughs> we've as a group have been discussing this in in our group chat at length for the past two weeks. But also the whole time that we've been doing this podcast. Aside from like six weeks. We haven't rated him. Brown has been the coach of the Knights. And he hasn't been good. Yeah. He's rotated the whole team the entire time. Like, There's so many coaching we, things he can be rated on. We yeah, had, yeah, you're right. We had, we had half a year of Rick Stone in 2015. Nothing and, but consistent. And that was it, yeah. I don't, I don't care what kind of bloke he is. It's, it's nice to have good blokes. But you, you, you don't know your coach from a bar of bloody soap. You know the image your coach portrays. You don't know, and that's the same thing. Wayne looks like a wee, looks like a dickhead to everybody always, but there's a million stories out there that what a good bloke he is to the players and whatever. You might not like Wayne because you might want your coach to be friendly in public, but that's it. It doesn't actually matter what kind of bloke he is. It doesn't do shit. You wouldn't give a shit if Brown was spitting on his players if you won a premiership. No, you know you wouldn't well, care. You've seen the you've seen the way Bellamy carries on in a press box. Who gives yeah. a shit? He gets press box. Sorry, coaches. Yeah. box. who, who cares? cares? Gets results. Mm. It's great. Wins games. Yeah. 
Exactly. Players obviously like him because they stay there until they want a big paycheck and then he yeah, says no. Exactly. But, you know, um, I've run out of strawberry smoothie, so perhaps but we should Let's move on. But it's just, on. It's just one thing, it baffles us that a coach with such a terrible record has had so much poured out for him. And I just feel like he might actually get that phone call from a stupid club in three years because of this. Because he's shaped as a great if, narrative. He'll be on Fox Sports probably next year. Oh, 100%. 100%. But if, yeah, but you're right. If, if Holbrook doesn't work out at the Titans... Yeah, yeah. Ooh, and I mean, it wouldn't shock. Can me. a team get negative points in the NRL? Uh, um, yes, they can. Okay. I think that's been the thing the most damaging to the Knights is the fact that Brown could talk in public. Is that's why he's got support. He's such mm. a good talker. He's got support. Hey, as we way. said, so you all about the man's abilities as a rugby league coach. He is a master of the media control. He is. Alrighty, moving on to the actual footy. Uh, Parramatta six, Bulldogs twelve at uh, Parramatta Stadium on Thursday night. Yep. This was a game that didn't have to happen, um, if you were a Parramatta fan. Was this the most universally accepted penalty try that you can remember? Uh, apart from like apart from a couple Clint of Guthers. clickbait apart from a couple of clickbait websites trying to call it controversial and Clint Gutherson arguing. Pretty much everyone was like, Yeah. Mate, what's he meant to do? <laughs> to quote the great what's man. He do with his feet? It's what's he got to do with It's his like, feet? well, yeah, mate, there's no slide tackles in rugby league. So Ch- channel nine, where obviously this is a nine game and and uh, they so Gutho's arguing with the ref, and then Channel Nine are like, "Oh, so Billy Slater, what this do you think of that?" Part. They literally the cut the to the bloke who changed the rule. Oh <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, prob- probably shouldn't do that. You probably shouldn't do that, should you? Um, yeah. But it was in the rules when Slater was doing it. <laughs> That's yeah, the difference. You know, but he was at Melbourne. Like, you yeah. get around the rules there. Can't yeah, you? Um, obviously, was, penal this was, try. This was for me like the. I know that you were talking about most universally accepted penalty try. But mm. This to me was just like. A universally expected result. Yeah, like I, I tipped Parramatta on a whim, but like I don't think anybody out there, Para fan, neutral Bulldogs fan, would have expected the dogs to just go down without a fight. I didn't think we would be in this narrative in the year 2019 where Matt Bungard's second team is the Bulldogs, mm-hmm. but here we are, pulling form every week. The boys, they're just they're making me proud. They're, your your grandmother would be most disappointed. Uh, look, sh- she'll be pre- she'd be pleased with their effort. <laughs> she would not like that Nathan Brown's behaviour. Tell you that much. Mm. Oh, actually, his own nan told him <laughs> off for getting suspended. <laughs> that was actually. Great. Well, you do it again. Everyone hasn't seen that. Go and find it. It's Fuck, very very Nathan funny. Brown's not a good area. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, this game was it was a bit of a throwback to uh, uh, I thought the early two thousands, like kind of sort of gritty. Sort of slugfest and had everything. It had a couple of flashpoints, had a fight. Early 2000s noted for the most points scored ever in a season. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant that like 02 to 04 yeah. period, not the 01 season back. or the 05 season. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it just sort of reminded me of when these two teams had pretty good games against one another. Mm. And um, so, like the 80s. Well, yes, also that. They, yeah. they should have played with a leather ball. But. Um, Slide tackle then. Yeah, that, that Nathan Brown. Incident was pretty bad, but mm. I mean, and it was it was rare to see them to see them get both Simbins right. I thought mm. thought the I, I don't think um, I don't think Remus Smith could have too many arguments either. Yeah, agreed. This was one of those games though. Like if you saw twelve six Bulldogs para, you're like that would have been a boring error error fest with Garby's attack or whatever. But this was enthralling the whole way through. Mm. And this is the concern that your your friend Harry Ramage we mentioned it last week that he compared this Parramatta side to the twenty ten Panthers. Yep. And this was exactly one of those games is that when the Bulldogs edges... By the way, the Bulldogs edges like the worst defensive edges, you know, 10 weeks ago. Fans are losing it. To now, like, in this game, they kept their width like the entire game. So as the game went on, when Parramatta were trying to throw the ball around and get loose and create opportunities, there was absolutely no space. Anyway, it was going across the field left and right. But it was, a, it was a, an absolute gripping game. Like, right down to the wire, Parramatta on the line, 
you know, had opportunities to win it and, and we'll get back in the game and they just couldn't find a way through the uh, the steel curtain of the Bulldogs. It was it was a cracker. And, you know, that, that Dogs team has built, whilst no talent, they've like, this is the solid foundation of an actual rebuild. This is the, you know, this is the foundation I'd build my house on, you know. The, the attitude and the culture that's there and they're playing for each other is is fantastic to see. That team, like, whilst there's some talented players, you would never think that a team that has a spine with DWZ, 20, you know, 2019 Kieran Foran, Lachlan Lewis and Jeremy Marshall King would be on the second longest win streak in the competition. <laughs> Sorry. As soon really as you bizarre. mentioned Lachlan Lewis, we didn't talk about after Brown did uh, did what he did, the fight broke out and Lachlan Lewis shot in there with a, with a legs and all tackle trying to pull him down. He's that great. was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And there's no other player I'd expect it from than Lachlan Lewis. He's become like, sort of like the Milky Bar kid mm. of, of the league. He's yeah. only about ball and all tackles, mate. And his, part, <laughs> his defense was, was fantastic in this game. But yeah, Paramount had concerns that. of that. You know, they, when they, they haven't got that kind of play outside of Mike Acevo that they can just throw the ball to and it's like, mate, can you just like run hard or, and something will happen? Mm. Yeah, King, we, like, then weird, King weird couple of weeks for them. They're not going to make the top four now, you wouldn't think. We've, and then that game against Manly in the last round might be this sort of weird spot for them where it's like, Fifth versus six, but there's nothing really on the line. Assuming you know Manly loses this week and Souths and Canberra both win. Yeah, and but, um, King Guthrie's been on our radar for a while in terms of um, that nickname King. It, it, we've talked about this before. We we are big Clint Gutherson fans, but come on, mate, he's not even a Baron. What's below that? Duke. Duke. He's, a, he's not a, a Duke either. He's a, he's no, a Jack. not a Duke. No, he's not. Can we give him? A, can we give him an OBE? Earl. Earl Guthrie. Earl Guthrie. <laughs> I love that. None of us know the hierarchy of these titles, know, by the way. Would, Duke might would, be below Earl. We don't he know. He would be the ten of uh, the in, this, in this card in this card game. He oh, would be yep, the 10, there you go. The, the I like next that. highest rated player. Maybe lower. Oh, come on. <laughs> Wait, but yeah, they, he, one of the white guys just with his knees going, they threw in the ball a couple of times here and things just didn't happen. But yeah, obviously Para are going to be a final side, but Bulldogs got their first win. Well, first of many important wins this weekend because obviously about 100 results affected their, uh, their uh, chance for the But most finals. of them went their way. They did. Hmm. Uh, speaking of another result, we should probably move on to the worst rugby league jersey of the year. North Queensland 24, Penrith 10 up at Townsville I, Stadium. for the first few minutes, thought the teams were reversed because of the jerseys. Yes. Like, you yes. expect Penrith to wear like those NAF pink strips all the time. Yeah, the and pink then Panthers. Penrith jerseys look like Cowboys jerseys. Confusing times. Mm. Um, but yeah, oh God, Penrith stink. They're just so fucking boring. I... Um, like it's kind of worrying when the Cowboys, who are literally one man and twelve boys, uh, like just tell you up. Like they they go they they're sideways like bloody Tokyo Drift, mate. Yeah, they're it, hopeless. Like Penrith had, I th- there was three, the three they had three big attacking chances in the first half an hour or so. Once James Tamo chased a kick was offside, they gave away a penalty. Second time they gave away a penalty for obstruction, and then the third time, um, I think. Someone dropped the ball, kicked it down. They did something silly. They kept wasting their opportunities. And really, the Cowboys only really had two kind of half chances to score points in the first half. And they both came from pretty sick flick passes from each of their two centers to put their wingers over in the corners. And yeah, they, they deserve to win this game, 100%. Mm. But I mean, that's kind of what... We've spoken about this before. That's kind of what we've come to expect from the Panthers. But it's worrying... Worrying, not the right word... Worrying for want of a word yeah. that that we we kind of expect this from a team that well you know like ha- they I, I mean, mean their problems in the twenty have been in the attacking twenty have been well documented yeah. all year and this was like a masterclass of that mm. they just couldn't get anything right they, they couldn't attack their way out of a fucking wet paper bag they mate. couldn't I mean the one time they actually put a backline movement together Brian Tuo scored in the corner and then <laughs> I mean as he's and then their other try was you know 
an Isaiah Yo chip and chase, which I don't think we're ever going to see again. But that repeatable. was awesome. Repeatable. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can those, you can you can put that down flight. for a try once every couple of weeks. Um, yeah. No, that's a once in a lifetime thing. But it was awesome. But yeah, that, like they, I, I thought you know the Cowboys were playing with a bit of fire. Obviously, they would have had a lot on their mind. Really emotional week for them with the whole Matt Scott situation. Obviously, very sad. Um, but yeah, they turned up for this game, and Penrith simply did not. And now, I mean. <sighs> They're 10th with the worst for and against out of the teams on 22 points. And they have to play the Roosters this week. So, let's we, 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 we forking them. Do they can, do they even want to make the finals? No. One of the things they didn't play like it. But they, they can make the finals still. They need, if the, um, the Tigers lose, which they play the Dragons, which is not very likely. They could lose, though. And then in the last round, the Tigers uh, host the Sharks. So, they could lose. And then yeah. Brisbane can lose to the Eels and Dogs. And Penrith can win the last round against the Knights and make the finals. Would so I, there's I, still a shot. I would just like to admit for a second that I'm a big dumb idiot. Uh, mm. I just looked at the NRL app and I was like, why are there so many teams on 22 points? Because <laughs> it just says Penrith. Are you looking at the plate? It was. I go, geez, the ladder's tight this year. Uh, yeah, even tighter than last year. Yeah, I know. You're ridiculous. But as you say, like the, pa- the Panthers are at that point where they have had a roster through the year that should be making them a fairly safe bet f- to make, you know, seventh or eighth. And they just look like they are going to dick fingers their way out of it. But that's about, you could say that about like sixteen. Yeah, I was going to say six <laughs> is probably fair. kind. Yeah, you're right. And then they had another two tries chalked off by the bunkers, or both correctly chalked off, I might yeah. add. They just, they just can't do anything right in attack. Mm. The defense isn't that bad. As I said, like both, both of the first two Cowboys tries were pretty like good pieces of play. And the last one, obviously, Tamalo Bajo. You don't like to see that if you're a defensive player. But, you know, Tamalo, the cross line, he's going to score sometimes. Like, yeah. It is what yeah. it is. But yeah, not a lot to like from them. They continue to be the most boring team to watch. Um, and I will not miss them not being in the finals. Alrighty, speaking of not in the finals, Brisbane 20, South <laughs> Sydney 22. Oh. Uh, Mitch Bungard. No, they currently occupy a The Mitch place. and Bungard Bowl. Sorry, mate. Look, just stop it. Stop with the segue, hey. Sorry. I'm doing my best here. You are. Um, Souths have beaten the Broncos infinite more times this year than they have for the rest of the year this <laughs> podcast existed. So that's nice. I have. Um, James Can't Roberts is zero. the dumbest boy alive. Oh, that's a big call. Uh, sorry. In a team with Liam Knight in it, he is still the dumbest boy alive. <laughs> that was baffling. It should have been a send-off. I think even most South fans agree that it should have been a send-off. The, the funny thing I saw people defending it not being one is like... <laughs> I saw like you know, Brad Fittler goes on... Um, goes on the Sunday footy show and saying, like, we hit him with a meaty part of his elbow, so it's not that vicious. It's like, it's not about what part you hit him with. It's about the intent. And in this situation is that it was like after a trishing event, the ball was dead, play was dead, and he, and he elbowed him in the head. But, if, like, if you, take the, if you take the logical extension of that, like, if you see players get, like, going for a legs tackle and they hit their, hit their head on the player's... Leg and they get knocked out. Like it's still a well, meaty like, part of their thigh like that's hitting going, you as in, in the. It's like me going to knee, knee someone in the head, but I hit him with my quad. So, <laughs> oh well, that's well, fine then. I didn't get him with my knee. Like, uh, you know, that's it. And it's like, what if oh, if Roberts had his arm vertical? Would he've been sent off then? It had to look more like yeah, an elbow. Yeah, elbows are banned. Yeah, Everybody yeah. knows that. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's it. But um, you know, and then he did it again. He People did it again. missed the second one after the gag eye one on one strip at the at the end of the game. Um, Joe should have when Joe was on the ground. He's an idiot for not staying there. If he stayed down, penalty the game's tied. Goes to extra time. He was clearly yeah. in pain too. He went winced instantly, it and then mate, just stay but, down. But yeah, 
I will say, in just after that, the South, South's defensive stretch for those two cover tackles, one by Damien Cook on the left-hand side when Darius put Oates through a gap. I mean, Darius is already celebrating. He's I know you said that he does that every, all the time. He celebrates that, when he's just involved. That tackle like. from Cook was fantastic. And then on the other on the other, on the the other other edge, um, Bailey Searin, of all people, comes up with a try-saver at the end. Yeah, there's um, a couple of guys involved in that second tackle. But, I'm um, giving the credit to Bailey Searin. But this is the, the scramble we've, to- we've spoken about before with Wayne Teams. It's yep. just like, like those guys were slogging it out. And we saw it post-match. Like Wayne enjoys to make the jokes so that this game doesn't matter to him. And we saw, you know, he said that earlier in the year and he, he was smiling in the press conference post-match. But that, you know, we saw it off game. It was, it was, you know, obviously I'm a Broncos fan, but it was great vision for me seeing I've watched it a hundred times. Well, that's it. Like, you know, even guys like Sterler were on the footy show on Sunday. And again, he said that was like the best thing he's seen the entire year. Like, you just never, ever see that with coaches. And he's only been the one year and that's the bond he's got with his players. And that's just it. Like, yep. You just never see that. And... um. Yeah, they, they they put in at the end with that defence there, but they also had periods of that game. They played twenty minutes without without uh, you know with twelve men. Thirteen, yeah. With, with they played with twelve men and, yeah. and they were they were solid. And I thought in the lead up to the game, it was really stupid of Anthony Sigbold to be talking because this team didn't need motivation. They were a bit down. The set house were, but we gave them all the ammo they could they could they could they could want because not only were they were they talk was he talking about. Uh, Wayne or, or South and even Dimitri, he was then saying they're not any better without me. It's all my stuff. It's all last year. And as we know during the game, Margaret, every single point you scored came from a left-hand side sweep play. You know, yep, that that's was, right. That's yeah, true. The, it's exactly, it is the Seabolt attack, I believe. <laughs> um, <laughs> that tore us apart. The be- best combined game from our big three of Cook, Reynolds and, and Walker In all year, possibly. Mm. And it does excite me to think that how good this spine can be when they get Alex Johnson back. He is named this week. They've done this weird thing with... Johnson on the wing, Dewey at fullback, and Campbell Graham in the centres. Well, I suspect they might shuffle all three of those guys around yeah, and then we'll see what happens. Dewey in the centres, Graham back on the wing, and and um and Gra- and Johnson at fullback because he clearly is the best option at that position. Um, all three of those guys were brilliant in this game. I thought Liam Knight was outstanding. Mm. I really did. I agree. But he was he was our best forward, not the best forward on the park. That was um David Fafita, who broke seventy three tackles. Yeah, he but, was, <laughs> exactly. What did he break? Seventeen, sixteen, or seventeen? It was one off the record. Seventeen. I think the record's eighteen. I haven't haven't confirmed that yet, but yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Could have been yeah. most for a for a forward, surely. Uh, I, don't I don't know, know who has a record, I mate. I, I, I can't remember. I think someone's got it with 18, but I haven't checked it and again. And a bit of a John Sutton renaissance in this game. He, he was game. outstanding as well. Kept offloading at will. Put a couple of guys through gaps. Yeah, but Fafita's first try was ridiculous. Like, oh. And this is the difference. They brought Sean O'Sullivan in the team. And Fafita has been doing some great individual things over the prior weeks in the starting role. But, you know, he was a lot of the stuff he was creating, he was going back across field, straightening up and running over guys or whatever. But yeah. this, he had a half who engaged in running straight like twice. And he ran straight over men, like just straight through men. The first try, he broke like seven or eight tackles, which you just you shouldn't be able to do at the NRL level and scores from forty meters out. Second try again, just go straight through a bunch of them. He was fantastic. Yeah. But again, this shows that the the incredible flaws of this Broncos team is like there's all these talented players, but there doesn't seem to be any like plan of how to use them other than just give them the ball and hope something happens. No. Because it was the same thing with Payne Haas in this game and Tony Staggs or whatever. We didn't really create space for players. We just throw the ball and go, hey mate. You, you see what you got here. And just, <laughs> South are they just bigger Sean Johnsons? <laughs> yes. South didn't get a whole lot from their bench. And Knight, I just thought, I, I know I already talked about him, but fucking hell, like, that was his best game for South, I think, comfortably. I mean, yeah. he's had some good games this year, but he didn't do any of the dumb shit that's plagued his games a little bit this year. Ran hard all night, defended well. And then Damien Cook in the middle, you know, yeah. scored that brilliant try, was involved in another one, made 50 tackles. Yeah, and he, um, f- probably the first thing Payne Harsley found out in all season is that... um. 
Cook found him a bit too uh, like a bit too tight, a bit too tight behind the ruck, not not defending the A gap properly, and, yep. and and beat him. Nineteen year old Greg Inglis would have made that tackle. <laughs> um, and I reserve some special praise for Mark Nichols for not throwing a punch in that fight oh after God, the final was whistle. Because he very nearly did, and if he had done so, mm. what's the rule there? Because the siren had gone. Uh, you get penalised, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. I actually don't if know. If the siren's gone, yeah, then... Well, you, you, can, you can be... The ref didn't call time off yet. He babe, didn't end and the game. And also, you can okay. be reported for next week, too. Yeah. So. But I, and also... One of can you be sent off in the car park? I know, question. I know what he did was stupid, and, and he probably should have only played a few minutes, Roberts, but I was afraid of the Roberts revenge game before the game because, as an angry man, pretty much his best performances for Brisbane were against the Titans, some against Penrith, and then also against the Roosters because of Luttrell. Like, yeah. Angry man, angry Roberts turns up, and he was this game. We, we, he, he was, was angry, really and he did something stupid, but he was pretty good. Probably his best South game of the rest of the game. Yep. And um, Suncorp Gagai is back. Yeah, oh, well, he got stripped. What an idiot! That was very bad. That would have been dropped like a ton had we not won the game. Yeah, but what an idiot! But he had he had a good game too. But he busted like I know Matt Gillett had that nice run at the end, but that def- defensive effort on. Gagai was a disgrace. It was not good, and he still had he had seven runs in this game. Not good enough. Missed seven tackles and allowed four offloads in his defence. Like, not good. Over eleven, sorry, eleven ineffective tackles and missed tackles combined is not good. And you just look at it, this team. I know if you want to talk, we try and sell and rebuild at Brisbane, but it's like it's not a rebuild when like the like your four worst players are your four most senior ones. It's a good point. And I'm, and I'm also getting over like Milford at fullback. Just people thought it was amazing because when he first got back there, he got to run around and do stupid shit. But we have no way of creating space for him. And now he's not creating space for others because he's not playing first receiver. And, and like the left edge attack is just dead. Uh, it's just shit house now. And Darius not scoring after that break was, is is almost inexcusable. It was like impossible to not score. He just lent into the man. I mean, it's great like, cover by I think it was Campbell Graham or was yeah. it Corey Allen? I can't remember. But how can you not like how do you not step, score? Crazy hit and spin, go down low, anything, and he just like went into the man and got, got grabbed. It was terrible, but. And you had you stopped Corey Oates from scoring, which is uh, the first time in a long time. Yep, that streak's dead. That was, yeah, so but that was we've nice. just been very bad at uh, setting anything up for him this year. It's a bit of a disgrace, making him look bad. Although he did look concussed after in this game. After. I mean, with good reason. With good reason. But yeah, good to see a real half at Brisbane. Hopefully, it's one of the last games for Darius Boyd. I, I still have no wraps on this side, but this is a good thing for South that it might be a, a situation that this might have reengaged him for the year and put them back as contenders because you know they did this without Sammy, they did it without. You know, without Tom as well. Like, it's a pretty good win and pretty physical win. Alrighty, moving on. Cronulla Sutherland, 42, New Zealand Warriors, 16, other land that God forgot. Uh, <laughs> look, if you were going to try and win a rugby league game, would conceding a try in the first minute be on your priority list? No, I don't think so. Um, uh, on Sunday night, Nick Campton was crowdsourcing, trying to find like a highlight and a low light from this game. Um, for like He had a highlight. Thing. And then he was like, fellas, give me an interesting point about this game. And the table fell silent. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. So interesting dislike. Because, yeah. you know, f- to his credit, Josh Dugan had a cracking game. He in did. He's been good for a few weeks now. Yeah, he has. He has been. The last two games have been great. Maybe Gordon Tallis, like, calling him a biscuit's what he needed because he's been fantastic since then, pretty much. And, I th- and Cherry had a pretty decent game, too. Sean Johnson, of course, is just going to kill the Warriors for the rest of their existence again, playing against him. Yeah, but uh, And on the Warriors side, it was like, Tuvasa Shek was good, and that's it. No one else... Him and Jasavanga, the only two wanted to play rugby league that day. Mm-hmm. For like, most of the game, no one wanted to take a hit up. And there was spells there that Ch- uh, Harris Tavita was back at first receiver on first tackle taking hit-ups. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, no one else wants to do that job. Isaac Luke's checked out. He's going somewhere else next year. Oh, is, is he, though? I don't know. He said he wanted to go play for the Tigers. Yeah, but I don't think the Tigers actually want that. But I want that. 
Yeah, I like, want Chris McQueen, Isaac Luke, and Madge McGuire back together, Mitchell. And you want, I want. Okay. in reserve grade? Like the, oh, the McQueen's not playing to be fair. Yeah, I, watched, but, I watched the Magpies this weekend, and they could do with some decent players. There you go. <clears throat> but yeah, this and the Warriors, the Warriors are in a tough spot now. I mean, that's a team that knows how to go off the rails on and off the field. And they've had the CEO calling the team out publicly last yeah. week, and like <laughs> that's, that's it. Like, they, man. we've always been, we've been through this before. When the Warriors are down, they get like the least criticism from Australia or media. Has accept, a single oh, the Warriors person are shit. called is question Stephen Kearney's performance? No, but it's like no. the people just accept yeah. when the Warriors yes. are bad, and it's like. This CEO is literally calling the players out in public and nobody cares. <laughs> no, imagine and then their players are then firing back at him in like, public. Imagine Shane Richardson just like calling out like James Roberts. Just wouldn't happen. It's like, mate, yeah, and, and front, I love it'd it. would be back page news if it did. Fighting with Nick Arima, it's like, mate, you guys are the dopes that punted a million dollars Sean Johnson for six hundred K Cody Nick Arima and thought that was a good idea. That's you. Literally no one thought <laughs> no that was a good idea yeah, except you. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's, um, there's no more nothing else. Sharks to will make now. the finals, I think. Yeah, Hamlin Ueli we had a good game again too. And Sharks will make the finals and you know, it's and pretty I'm fine hard with that. They're always an entertaining finals. They, well, they should be there because, you know, they've, we've been through this. They've lost like a million games on goal kicking. Yeah. <laughs> they just should be there. They're one of the best eight teams in the competition. Alrighty. Uh, West Tigers 46, Newcastle 4. Uh, David Nofaluma scores 18 tries. Well, the good news for Newcastle is they didn't concede 50, so they can still win the comp. They can. Um, so <laughs> and they, they didn't get held to nil. I don't think we need to touch on Newcastle much in this game. We've already covered all that, yep. and they clearly didn't turn up. And it was good, like... As we mentioned, it was good to see Pong get criticised, not because he because you know he deserves it, but more the fact that it's about time that his lack of effort off ball was mentioned and he did cop it in this game. That's one thing he hasn't developed. And yeah, particularly he, on the second offer try when he kicked yeah. around Bradman Best and came he back dogged in. it like as Harry said again, not like not many players he's seen before in his life in a Knights jersey. But you know that's that's it. This is the guy that um when pe- when people when he didn't have respect for certain things, calling Origin easy, everything easy, going on TV, going Matty Johns for everywhere, everyone was like, oh. It's just he's so cool. So everything's so easy for him. It's like maybe he's just disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? and it's also like it's easy to say that when you're the biggest fish in the small pond, yeah, no, you know. And then when you go swim with the sharks, you know, you're it. gonna get fucked up. Benji Marshall but, was yeah. unbelievable in this game. Best best game since the humbling. Oh, since the blue, blues move. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, he was outstanding. Um, and I thought Josh Reynolds was really good as well. He, um, can, he just can't move, but right. he just like I don't know what it is with him. It's just one of those guys that just like things happen. Mitchell, I don't know. he's he, there. They, he, they're already up like thirty I points just, when he came but on. I just think he's a guy that can help them in a finals game. I just think you can chuck know. him on and weird shit happens. Madge hates him, and so do I. I know you've <laughs> always hated him, but, but uh, like if this game, like off ball. If you if you happen to watch the second half again, first half he came on, he's full of energy. Second half, his hamstrings must be cooked. He was like walking behind play the whole game, but like stiff, sore man. Then he gets a dummy half, throw a pass, and it like hobbled a little. Like he's a guy who usually leads the kick chase, and he did that when he first came on. But yeah, he couldn't do that for the second half, and perhaps that's why he's not playing the full eighty at hooker. And they just they play Benji at hooker for the first what is it? <laughs> he did a thir- bloody good job. Thirty minutes until um until he came on, he did a good job. But this is um you know a, a wily uh, Tigers team that has no right to be winning games with their lineup on paper. They have no right, but they you know it's sh- shot at the finals. Played like this, will have buckets of confidence yep. going to next week. Yeah, and as Ma- you said, Madison was a beast at Ken. Oh my ben- god, Benzie had a great game. Brooks had a good game. I think obviously it was a flat track, but them having a confident off a of makes a big difference too because he's one of the very few players in that back line that they can, can make things happen. Yeah, and he's a he's a pretty verified finisher. He I mean, is. like, it, say what you want about him being, you know, a little bit suspect in defense sometimes. Mm. But, like, when he gets within 10 meters, kind of two, even 2-1-1, two on one, 
you can guarantee probably nine out, nine out of ten he's going to score. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that that, ki- that finish he got off there when he kicked around Bradman Best was fantastic. And I yep. did. I've been using this joke a hundred times, but he's Marcus North Best currently. He's got to earn that Bradman. I've enjoyed that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, they were just good at everything. You know, they didn't they didn't drop the ball really at all. Um, didn't miss any tackles. You know, just ran hard. I think they outgained the Knights by nearly a thousand meters. Like it was an absolute joke. That's impo- like, like impossible to do. Anything it was nearly a thousand. I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, but too um, many. Um, but yeah, I mean, Eisenhuth was good. Twelve was good. They're all good. Like they dominated. It was this was just thing. this is the kind of game you need when you're two weeks out from the finals and you need to go on a little run and win all your games to probably probably win all your games to get in. So good on them. And yeah, so they got the Dragons next. I mean. That's, that's two points. Well, you would think, Dale. You would think, mm. but you know, um, again, there's that weird stat. Um, there's that weird stat about the Tigers where they've still not won three games in a row or something since. But, so if they win, if they win this week, that'll be two. They can realistically so if win they this need week to and win, make the finals, though. They can. Yeah, it, let's hope that they don't win this week and need to win in round twenty-five because for whatever reason they can't win three games in well, a row. It's like, you know, if they win this week, they'll be on twenty-four points. The Penrith are most likely not beating. The Roosters. Well, we kind of need Bri- Brisbane I, need to lose for any, lots of teams. I kind of hope that like that Tiger Sharks game in the last round means everything. Like that would be cool. But at this stage, I think they could both make it with a so. with a one legged pirated Robbie Farrow on a peg leg or something <laughs> out there. He'll this, cut off his knee off. In all seriousness, yeah. I I don't think you bring him back. I don't think they can't bring him back. I don't think they have a choice. They they have to bring him back. (laughs) Could you imagine... Farrow might like... What would he do that stadium if he wasn't allowed to play the last game? He might just walk around with a... Banging his crutches on things. (laughs) Around the sideline. But at a certain point... (laughs) Like... If they need to win that game to make the finals... And he's playing on one leg... It would just be really selfish of him to... If if you are... (laughs) Excuse me. me. What? (laughs) (laughs) If you ask Robbie Farrow if if he's better on one leg than anyone on two legs... (laughs) Do you realise you've answered I've your own question? <laughs> yeah. I know how this ends now. <laughs> yeah. This ends with Robbie Farrett sticking out the joint and look, on one leg in round 25, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he well, wouldn't be the only fitting for him to pay tribute to his Liverpool hero, Harry Kuehl, who yes. limped off the field after 10 minutes in that Champions yes. League final. And to be fair, he wouldn't be the only player to do that. Like We know there's plenty of other selfish players that would do this kind of thing, but, mm. uh, yep. but it's very Robbie. Oh, Gal versus Farrow in the selfish off. That'd be oh, it's the best. for the ages. I'm not ready for Gal to enter the media, by the way. It's already come out. Like, it will not come out. It's already, he's claimed today now. He's already started to fire out post-career takes. And as we've known through Gal's career, he's very trustworthy. Mm. But it's come out today. He's now claimed he had a private deal with the NRL to play the villain in an origin game. So sorry, you're, ta- sorry, you're telling me that the NRL is actually the WWE? Yes. Private deal though. So Paul Paul Heal Gallon. So what he wants to you believe is that he didn't actually take the drugs in that other, other, stop. other thing. Ever. But, <laughs> stop. But Be the careful. N- he's guilty. Okay. Like, he can, I know. All right. Gonna, but he wants you to believe the NRL are pantomime villains <laughs> doing back uh, backroom deals. I don't think they have to do anything with Paul Gallon to make him a dickhead. Now You're already I, a dickhead. Now I'm not. I'm not a big wrestling dude. But is Paul is Paul Gallon gone? Is, has he become late career Andre the Giant Mate, here? Paul Gallon. Paul Gallon. Can we get no? I'm not going to. No, say no. Can we get like? No. Can we get Todd Greenberg right in the grand final? The st- it's eighteen all. Does he? And have the, to it's pl- a storm. It's yeah. a storm playing the Roosters. And then the Vincent Mann music starts playing. <laughs> Greenberg struts out special referee gear and just gives kids with the penalty minutes to go in front. They win the game. And here comes here comes Paul Gallon. He's yeah. got his briefcase. I, yeah. I can't see any downside to that. <laughs> that would Todd runs out. Penalty Melbourne. I mean. The NRL would be dead as a concept, but that one moment of <laughs> but, sheer 
anger from everyone that hates Cam Smith would just but, be worth it. But sports entertainment will be back, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? And we could also give him his rightful... Uh, he gives him a crystal ball his crystal For his 412th game Or whatever the fuck it is Yes and Another ring for Barb Barb walks onto the stadium <laughs> Dripping with diamonds It's yes. like three rings Off each finger at this point Yes But anyway yeah, Sign me the fuck up Okay, okay but let's, let's move uh, on to the next congratulations game Congratulations right. West Tigers <laughs> a victory Laura, In this game So Georgia Laura 12 Eastern Cybers 34 We don't want to talk about this game um, There's not a great deal To analyse here I did I, I just d- want to say Daniel Tupo's try Was fucking sick <laughs> Uh, yes, Zach Lomax was on the other side of the uprights. But <laughs> look, you can only score what's in front of you. Yeah. Um, and this is why this is why the Roosters are so good, right? Like They were 20, 28 nil up at halftime. Then they scored, they were 34 nil up after 50 minutes. <laughs> and then they ended up winning 34-12 and Trent Robertson blasted them. Also, <laughs> like, for switching off. Yeah, that's why they're you. so fucking good, man. Like, shit like that. And it yeah. doesn't, and in the, it really doesn't matter that they gave up 12, like, who cares? Yeah. No, he blasted them, and that's hilarious. I me. I did love uh, the 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 disrespect with which they took this game to the point where they had Cronk kicking goals, just just because. Just Mate, for how fun. good was though? Like we've all heard it. That guy in the in the grandstand. Imagine, to imagine it's Kane Smith's face. Imagine it's Kane Smith's head. And he kicks the goal, and then Cronk's and running then back turned, laughing. Yeah, how good. But yeah, the, I guess the main takeaway for the Dragons in this game is that Tristan Saylor debuted, potential future fullback for the club. Mate, had he's a pretty gr- good game. He's great. Um, I was talking to Dad about this during the game, and he said um, Saylor looks quite good. He he thinks that he's a better player than Dufty already, and I agree because he's got he he doesn't he's not going to get thrown around as much. But he's got that inbred Saylor confidence and swagger, mm. which is, is and if you believe you're better than everyone around you, it makes a big difference. So four years until he gets a <laughs> a, a, a ticket to the. Uh, to the, to the drug bin then Yeah but uh, he was He was good in this game And, and things looked like They were going to happen When he got the ball A couple of you know Decent tap-ons Had a try disallowed And then did score a try At the end That's your glimmer of hope there But most of this team Was packed it in They have no interest In defending like, And to all. be honest At this stage I can't really Like I can't blame them They yeah. they don't feel like They're going anywhere They've got a few blokes Who are kind of Ticking towards the end Of their careers Widdop's gone At the end of the year and, Most oh, yeah, of the no. young blokes are, are getting cycled through Reggie's at this stage. <laughs> like the cutters, the cutters team this week mm. was like all of them have played first grade this year. Yep, and uh, Ben Hunt got rested, and nobody cared because you know what? Apparently, that doesn't actually change the track and season because yeah, it's been cooked for a long time. Yeah, but this is a team that's like needs an off season, and they get to play their last game away in, in, in the Gold Coast. So they'll start their trip to Bali like fuck post full time, man. And, uh, pre-full time They could be pre-full it, time It could be like uh, Could be like that Richmond fan this week Or the Hawthorne fan this week They're just going to get Handed baggies Over that the fucking was, over oh the, over I know the I know. we don't like To talk about AFL But that If people Go and seek it out If you haven't seen it Like a wag is on the field Holding a kid Goes to talk to one of her mates In the crowd They do like a little hug And a kiss or whatever And the mate Very not so sneakily Slips her a bag On live TV <laughs> Yes In like her hand reached out Instead of like hugging the baby And like wrapping around the back Something sneaky It's like Yeah uh, and, and here's that uh, Yeah Here's a thing in my Here's hand. our secret handshake Where I give you eight bags Live on TV You gotta love it But yeah uh, Dragons have They've packed it in And I think we'll have Some change to that club In the off season I think all the players They know that too Yeah Over at the Yeah she Chooks they won. They dominated, and their coach still got mad. Yeah, they're good. Uh, moving on to Melbourne twenty-four, Gold Coast eight. Another coach that could potentially get mad conceded points against the Titans. That is a cardinal sin. Um, did team. anyone in the world at eight nil think, "Oh, the Titans are on here"? No, good. The Titans didn't think it either. No. Was it? Was um, it the Titans that they? Oh, was it the Bulldogs? The Titans have beaten them in the pre- in previous. The Titans beat them in that banging thirty-eight, thirty-six game, whatever yeah, it was. That's 36, right. 34, yeah, I can't yeah. Remember. Um. 
finally, Mitchell, you got the spine changes you wanted? We did, and I was very worried that they were going to drudge That would have been very funny if they had back. lost this game after, like, finally binning Brady Croft. But, yeah, uh, Pappenhausen had a, had a fantastic game, and feels like every time he plays, he just gets 250 metres, just gets it, just happens without, without any effort. Munster had near his worst game of the season. His first half was terrible, and he did say, coming up at halftime, he did say, I don't want to swear on TV, but I've been shit. Which was, which was great, but he made a uh, bucket of mistakes in the first half and gave away two stupid penalties for descent in that half. But you just knew the Storm were going to work their way back in this game. They scored before the break, and they did just that. But the best thing of this entire game and anything notable, and probably the best thing of the Titans' season, yeah. was the Hound chasing down the Fox. Big Phil Sammy. What a try saver. Yeah. You Didn't see that in the script. James Roberts wouldn't have got caught. No, the best thing about it is the fact that Philip Samley was calling himself in the Hound post-match. It's amazing. That he's <laughs> oh, I the, thought you just made that no, up. No, he, he was doing oh, it. That's yeah. awesome. It came out from, uh, what was it, Veronica Eggleton or something up there yeah, who, yeah. Does, who reports on the Gold Coast. She was in the shed after the game. And she's like, Philip Samley is calling himself the Hound. Have you so read the book great. version are of you the trying Fox to, and the Hound? Are you trying to say that somebody's calling themselves the big dog who's not the big dog of the group? <laughs> no, but this guy proved could, something. Could, oh. <laughs> Have you read the book version of the Fox and the Hound? Well, I don't know what happens in It's the extremely end. sad. It happened in this game. The oh. Hound kind of stayed down after it. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, don't read the book. The the movie's sad enough. The book is somehow much more horrifying. But Adokar pulling the classic, like when you're down at the cricket nets, bowling over the net and holding his shoulder. He's like, that was the, yeah, straight away. Oh, yeah, I pulled something. It's my knee, my quad, my hamstring, something, stayed on the ground. Then, like, did the whole ginger walk back into place. Like, come on, mate, you got caught. Just deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Take your hour. That was was the best part of this game, though. The rest of the Titans, yeah, you suck. Can you. you (laughs) Alrighty, on to the game of the weekend. Canberra 14, Manly Warringah 18. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. Drop it like it's a hunt. We had a fair few candidates in uh, Drop It Like It's Hunt this week. In this game alone. BJ could have got it for that silly, silly thing that he did. James Roberts could have got it. Dan Gaga could have got it. The entire Titans team could have got it. The Knights could have got, got it. Could've got it. But, uh, um, Strawberry Milkshakes could have got it. In the end... It's you, the fan. Who defends Nathan you Brown. Are, you are. You, yeah. got it. you are the. Um, it's actually uh, Joel Wilson and Tim Payne. Um, we, I really did want to give it to Joel Wilson, Nathan Lyon, and Tim Payne, but I wasn't allowed to. So we've gone with the bunker in this game. Not checking. Just check the onside. Well, apparently they're not allowed to, or something. I don't do that. But uh, well, then change the fucking rule. Yeah, but also, like, like I mean, they say, oh, we've ne- we never check an offside uh, for a defensive team. But like I was thinking this, think about this on the way here, right? Let's just say an attacking player puts a kick through. It hits a player who's on the goal line, and it runs into a, and it's picked up by a player in front of him, right? Now you've said that you can't pl- you can't check the, an offside on a defensive team. Do you not check that offside? It's basically the same thing. It hits a bloke on the goal line. Yeah, a goal in, got bloke in front of it picks it up. It's an offside. I get why they don't do it because like you could probably freeze frame half a meter offside for a million tries. Mm. It's this is not more really the, though because like how often is the defensive team scoring? And also, no, how, the, how often know, is the offside? offside? If you're checking their offside, though, for yeah. other things, it's like, are you changing only when they get intercepts? Well, yeah, I mean, because but the this, rest of the time, they're not scoring. This one is like, I don't know how the touches didn't see it, but it this is bizarre. one of those games, though, that like, there was a million penalties, and it probably could have been like, if the, if the referees wanted to call every penalty, it might have been like an 80 to 95 These teams count. hate each other, and it's great. But they were just offside the entire game. Yeah. And, and even on the, on the broadcast, they were saying like, oh, you know, there's been, there's been 19 penalties or whatever it is, but... 
like all of those have been player penalties. Like it's not like they're calling them like short offsides or they're calling them for on the ruck for too long. Like yeah. all of them were penalties. Yeah, off, like both teams were offside the entire game, but, mainly more like, so. But that when he took that intercept, I was like, oh well, yeah, he's offside. Like he took that like he was running onto a crash ball. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. Mm. It was it was a dummy half pass that Gusevsky was first receiver for ten meters. It, it was from the goal line pass ten meters back. He caught it on the full somehow. Yeah. And like the touch, <laughs> like, okay. I know, I know the touch he's meant to meant to potentially call this, but like the touchy when the ball when the ball was caught is halfway between the lines. Like he can't tell from there because of parallax error how close the how close I mean, the offside uh, is. I, I'm sorry, just change the fucking rule. Don't tell me, oh, we can't check that. Get out of here. But um, and then BJ down the other end, dumb. Very, very dumb. But I Make mean, it half uh, your boy to defend you. Yeah, I mean, and and Ricky came out after the game and said, "Look, it's indefensible. I've spoken to him about it. He regrets doing it." But like, that's not what cost them the game in the end, because like they lost by four points. Croker missed that goal. Mm-hmm. They got the they got the eight point try. Like, if that doesn't happen, they still lose. But man, they had come after on. that intercept happened. They had a very tough period. They made a few mistakes, gave away a few silly penalties. Well, and didn't they have? They go all the way down to the foot, five meters out from the goal line. They're on a fourth tackle and they spill the ball in the ruck. Mm-hmm. It's like mm, can't win games if you don't get the ball over the line. Um, short-haired CNK, not as good as long-haired CNK. No, and it's quite distressing. Not about that. No, no. I mean it. Does I don't he know have what, enough time to grow it out again? I don't know what the, the prognosis fell. is, but I, I want to see an Andre Agassi as a fellow mother. long-haired man yourself. Do you feel betrayed? I wouldn't say betrayed, but very disappointed. Okay. I mean, betrayed would be too harsh. I mean, he can grow it back. He can, yeah. he can work his way back in a long-haired <laughs> crew. And one of the concerns I, had, I have said about this Raiders team, and I'll say it again here, is they haven't got any full-back plays. They haven't got like four or five blaze, plays in their back pocket. They'll just run. You know, that they know if we're in the opposition 20, we get to this certain point, we run this play, we're a 50% chance of scoring or something. Mm. This is one of those games that they were just doing the same they've done in the past. Is like, okay, can Jack White and Barge over here? Okay, he can't. Okay, let's go to the other side. Can Leilua barge over, go down blind? He can't do that. Okay, can John ba- Bateman push over? Uh, can Papali push over? No, okay, Hodgson's got to kick it. It was like, you guys have not run a single play in that set. You've just gone side to side and thrown it to players and hope they did something. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a good enough team. It works a lot of the occasions, but it has come up short against these strong defensive sides on a few occasions doing that. And their own pressure they created for themselves for their own, is what they, they lost the game on. It's mm. like... Their own desperation in attack is that that happened, and Manny went down the other end, and Manny absorbed the pressure for almost the entirety they of the did. game, and then putting the pressure back on the Raiders is why the Raiders lost, because the Raiders actually were spending most of the time going down into the Eagles' territory. They made more meters than the Manly, and probably were on top in in the swing of things, but yep. they didn't win the game. It's so funny, like especially at the end when you know Hodgson's going to try to strip the ball, like. If you're a, if you're an opposition player, you'd almost rather run it like Papali and get smashed yeah. than, than than run near Hodgson and 100%. have the ball strip. And he was. So close to pulling he it off. He very nearly got one on, I think, had one on, Walker, had, I think it was. Had one on Fanua Blake as well. Mm. And then Fanua Blake makes 15 metres. And mm. you're like, somebody help? Like, is there, <laughs> a, is there an uncall? Can I uncall yeah, people? No, Bring can't. people you're in? You're on your own now, Josh. Sorry, mate. And, you're going backwards. And whilst Joey had a bad game, it didn't look good last week. The thing I mentioned just then is the, the lack of ability to score points in these bigger games. It's like, that's the reason they need that lure fit. That's the reason why he's in the, back in the team now. And Ricky knows that too, is that... He is part of their best chance of winning the competition. If they get him fit and firing again by the, the big part of the finals, that's where they can start sc- find more ways to score points than what they currently have it, in it, this yeah. game. It does worry me, as a, as a man who does love a small business, that if, if Joey Leilua is going to be playing in the finals, there are going to be a lot of chicken shops going out of, going out of business. <laughs> yeah, so I feel sorry is. for Flatheads at O'Connor. And now there's a little bit of a logjam for those top four spots. I mean, there everyone's is. on 22 points, as we noticed that's, before. That's correct. Yeah. It's a 16-way tie. <laughs> yeah. but, um, Worrying. Well... Oh, I'm really it's it's weird, but I really have to hope the storm smash Manly this week. You do, and and now you know 
it's not not great for South Manly winning this game because now even if South win this week and Manly lose, South play the Roosters in the last week of the season, and if they lose that and Manly beat Parramatta, then that's it, is it? But uh, yeah. this shout out this game, I thought CSL had a banger, and Corey Horsberg is actually starting to really kick it up a notch. He had over ten meters running this game too, but uh, he looks like you know. You know, next year maybe see if he kicks on, he might be something special. He them, he know. looks he looks more than ready. He I does. Think, I think they're at that point, and it's funny because Soliola like he's thirty three and he's still perf- mm. like he's still out there performing. He he looks like he could play for another. Few and by like what I found really funny by the way about the Adam Fanua Blake stuff at the end of this game, giving the fans the tears, irrelevant of his history in the past, is how many people got behind it, but. The Milan player on the other side of the field, Leilua, celebrates after beating the Bulldogs last year. He got hammered pillar to post for like everybody. Yeah. But people were loving the Fenua Blake thing. It's just funny. It's like the man with actually a worse past. Yeah. <laughs> gets away. But even without it though, it's just funny to the context. Leilua's a disliked player and it doesn't matter. Leilua, Ben Hunt, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Alrighty. Speaking of dislike, we'll pick the games. All right. North Queensland versus the Bulldogs at Townsville. Keep that train rolling. The boys, they're going to do it. Alrighty. New Zealand Warriors versus South at Mount Smart Friday uh, evening. Keep that train rolling. Yeah. The boys are going to do it. Uh, Brisbane versus Parramatta at Lang Park on the Friday night. Beal's going to do it. Uh, Parramatta. Do us a favour. End our season. Please. Do us a favour. Your season's not over if you, even if you lose this game. Alrighty. Speaking of... It's pretty close to it, though. Want to end my season. Oh my Newcastle God. versus the Gold Coast. Titans. End my life. And don't watch this game. Let's just go see a movie yes, Saturday afternoon. Hang out with your family. But, do, do or just positive. like spend the... F- Two and a half hours before Manly vs Melbourne, watching old Manly vs Melbourne games, yeah. or pour like bleach into your eyes. Okay, instead, yeah. <laughs> yep. I went one way with that. You went yeah. another. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, um, right. I'm going to pick Newcastle, but you know who the gives Titans. a shit? Really, Manly versus the Storm on. Yeah, uh, that's a brookie. On. That'll be fun. Absolute banger. Obviously, plenty of um, reminiscing about the old Donny Brookvale from 2011. Mm. Um, that was cool. It's a tough one to pick. I, I, I'm leaning Manly. The Storm also probably want to get one back on them. I'm going to... Um, yeah, I'll go Storm. Screw it. Darcy Lussick called that fight the best day of his life. Yeah, he did. It was Which is the stuff. second funniest thing Darcy Lussick's ever done. Uh, <laughs> Eastern Suburbs versus Penrith at the if cricket you know, ground. You know. Oh, well, it's their CG. They win by 54 plus. Yes, yes come correct. By Penrith. You're done. Uh, Cronulla Sutherland versus the Raiders at the land that God forgot. Uh, um, I will be here. I hate going to Shark Park. And I will cheer for Canberra. Canberra, good yeah, well, man. Yeah, well, was suspended after his idiocy, and uh, but I'm going for the Raiders. Uh, and the last game of the round, the one that nobody wants to win, St. George Illawarra versus the West Tigers. It's the Merge Bowl. Also at the SCG. At the cricket ground, because we hate everything. That's shit. So uh, I'm, I think the What's Tigers What's happening at Jubilee it? this week? Something on? I don't know. I don't know. Ridiculous. Stupid. The, the, uh, I'm the going the Tigers. Uh, I'll take the Tigers as well. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, the, uh, uh, we played the news drop already, but I mean, quickly touch. Matt Scott, obviously terrible news. Mm. Really awful stuff. Can we sp- um, we, touched on we spoke about it last yeah. week. Did we? But he, yeah. he had his jersey I thought it happened retired. last Wednesday. No, I, think, I think we spoke about it last week. Yeah, we mm. did. Had his jersey retired for this game, though, which is, um, which is a cool. nice That's touch. nice. Any other news? Cool. James Roberts, two or three weeks suspension. Yeah, yeah, should be suspended for the rest of the season, in my humble opinion. Um, <laughs> Nathan <laughs> Brown, two to three weeks as well. Uh, Nathan Rim Brown Smith got a week for a yep, headbutt yep, I think yeah I'm just making these up Why Joel Thompson is uh, got a broken arm so having surgery oh that was not pleasant to watch yeah just like sat down and was like yeah my arm's broken yeah yep. that's it yes and, it is uh, uh, Boy Corner looks like he's returning from injury other random news rumours of Broncos going to ask Darius Boyd to just take a $1.6 million pay cut and quit that's funny <laughs> Why would anyone do that? I know, even if you don't like Darius, why would you expect S- him to do that? Sort it out, thoroughbreds. Just take a pay cut. 
put your last ten in the feet on, on a feature and see what happens. You know what well. happens when so, yeah. uh, horses usually get too old. They do. Yeah. Darius Boyd goes down to Treasury, gets Delta Royal Flush. I was going to say jackpot. Darius Boyd goes down. What a fortuitous set of circumstances. Darius Boyd goes down to the glue factory, but anyway. Oh, cut, Dale. Look, am I wrong? But yes. No. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to hammer me with questions. Question time. Smash uh, it out. Lads. Frank underscore 90 underscore 987. Bungard, is Roberts off the handle or was it just revenge game passion? Um, we've all been there to an extent, I think, when you are just you just hate someone on the other team or you hate the team you're playing against. We've all acted like a bit of a dickhead sometimes. I think that was more of it than anything else. He hasn't really done anything stupid in any other games. For you guys. I mean, off the handle. It, yeah, footy players go off the handle sometimes. There's mm. whatever. Aggression-based sport involves aggression. Yeah, and his next question, who's more cooked for the Tigers next few weeks? Hamstringless Jay Ryan or Robbie, I'm going to play with one knee, Farrah? Uh, I genuinely think Jay Ryan's a better option at this point. Mm, I'd agree hey, with that. If, if Farrah is like 75% fit, I'd take him because Reynolds ain't 75% fit. Mm. Uh, Michael Down 79. Which players possess some of the best, what did you say, best most like niche skills in the NRL? For example, the Hodgson strip. Well, Fanukin can play guitar. I don't think that's what he meant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Moses has got a pretty good kick against the grain. He does. I'm trying to think more niche. I mean, you know, Milford's got the talent of that reverse spiral bomb thing. Uh, uh, Harris DeVita does the uh, back heel kick. He does, the spider kick, yeah. yeah. And then you have like the, the best hands are like the, the, the slow body, fast hand guys are Hopawati and Brad Takarangi. Takarangi <laughs> like, is a good one. He's, yeah, yeah he's, he's got good mitts. But I mean, what other niche skills? Most of the skills in the NRL, like, again, the Hodgson isn't that niche. It's a good skill that you notice. Mm. That's just it. Um, what would be realistic position on the ladder for the Bulldogs, so the Bulldogs should aim for next year? Everything's aiming for the top eight. Honestly, yeah. it's realistic. Probably um, six. I think that's a bit high, but I, also, uh, aim, aim also maybe not. Yeah, look, it's tough though because like you sometimes see teams go on these runs at the end of seasons and they don't go on with it the following year, and that's half the battle. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, they've, uh, they've not really signed off next year, have they? They signed no, Dean Britt. They, they will not be in my top eight prediction next year. I still think they'll come like 13th. But nor, nor, the, I won't make the mistake of picking them to finish last again, that's for sure. But, but again, I don't think like, they'll make the finals. They, what they should aim for, they're aiming for top eight always. And yeah, that's realistic. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we've already seen this year, like the people who are fighting their way out of the eight, seventh to, to 16th. There I mean, are teams on. actively losing. Like, it yeah. feels really like that there are some teams out there that just don't want to play finals for some reason. Uh, Jack Cronin, who is more Teflon, Nathan Brown or Tim Payne? Definitely Nathan Brown. Yeah. Tim Payne has at least endured some scrutiny this week. Mm. Yes, and he's just like screwed up. His first screw-up's been, well, not first, but his major screw-up's already been hammered. You know. Uh, Simon's got on three. Is the problem at the Knights in the boardroom? Could they do with a, th- <laughs> they do with a shake it up? <laughs> a thick shake it up. Well done. That's good. Uh, on Sunday Rapana was coat hanger then took a quick tap and went 30 metres upfield as he went to play the ball the manly trainer and put his hand up and played, the play was stopped so oh, the we should talk about this. could leave the field yeah. so my question is was Ashley Klein microwaved as a child <laughs> I like this this question that's better than dropping as a baby I'm keen on this this one. question was so good I took a screenshot of it and, and sent it to my better half and said this could be the best question we've ever been sent. Yeah, that's just that's like just I almost drove off the road when I saw this. <laughs> oh God, Batsy Triple Eight. 
uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being a lunchtime pick shake and 10 being the Benji Marshall game, how excited are you for the Breaking Bad movie? I love Breaking Bad, but I'm probably only about... eight. Yeah, I'm about, probably like 6 to 7, to be honest. Yeah, you... you yeah. TV movies generally not That's good. the thing. It's on Netflix. If it was a cinema movie, I'd be nearly to 10. But even then, like TV shows going to movies, like, the ratio of them being good is it's so, so low because, again, the TV show storytelling is not done in an hour and a half. Yeah. It's just so low. Uh, Gilby or Gillard, now that Manly seem to be the team that gets under the skin of the Raiders the most and brings out their worst, what team does this, does this teach of your teams? Well, I mean, we just saw my team in his last Friday. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, that's a new one for us. Uh, the Cowboys do it to br- the Brisbane, Brisbane as well. Uh, who else really really gives out my team the shits? Definitely those two. Melbourne. Uh, yeah, probably not at the top. But Melbourne beat us so much. There's mm. no, there's no po- time for my team to get angry. <laughs> they're getting, just getting getting splayed Five minutes across in the field. Th- yeah, thirty nil down. But those two are definitely they're right up there. And um, no, I think your lot. The Bulldogs and the Roosters bring out the worst in Souths. Yeah, Roosters bring a bit out in the Br- Brisbane as well. Dragons. <sighs> Sharks. You've had no fire this year, so it's hard to say who's this year's one. Yeah, but the but price like, has been Sharks. Yeah, Sharks are, sharks are the one, and the Raiders. The like, Raiders do, the, yeah. The Dragons didn't beat the Raiders for like 12 years. Mm. Shona86, the Herald reported that a young Penrith player missed interstate game because his partner wouldn't let him travel. Can that be top for being under the thumb in NRL circles? Well, I mean, we've seen seen a few NRL players with people under their thumb this year. so. Mm. But it's like, you you dating an NRL player, it's, it's, it's kind of part of the, the job there. Yeah. You want to make money? Like, do you like the money? Some people work weekends, Matt. <laughs> uh, well, this is a picture question from Nick Campton. <laughs> good, good medium for it, may I say? Why didn't anyone? So, why didn't Dale tell anyone he was starring in Amazon's new hit series, The Boys, with a photo of a man working in an electronic shop? Can I see the photo, please? It's not, it doesn't look that much like Dale. This is a great segment. But this, did that guy get his dong out as well? Didn't like seventy guys get naked in this show? I don't uh, know. Sounds that, a lot like my work. Uh, I don't. Know, it doesn't look that much like Dale. This isn't Campo's best work. This, yeah, look, I'd put Campo back in his corner for that one. To be <laughs> yeah, honest with you. Yeah, jeez. Right back on your corner. Champ. O for yeah. three. O for three. <laughs> no good. Yeah. For Aldi Bungard. <laughs> yeah. He got him. Butsy Triple Eight. Have you ever had a take that you second guess purely because of the people agreeing with you? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, and, and someone responded every time Budu Inya retweets me on Twitter, <laughs> which is very true. He only retweets loons. So if you get liked or retweeted by him, yep. you're like, oh, what have I... Is this, is this right? Yep. Uh, I have a question. Whenever I've had a take that aligns with Phil Gould, I'm like, oh, did I think that? I don't think I think that anymore. <laughs> well, I've actually become a, a staunch monarchist in the last couple of years <laughs> for, for similar reasons. Yep. Miss Thomas S888. Is it just regional Queensland nuffies who like Krispy Kreme? No, it's everywhere. Who doesn't still? like Krispy Kreme? No, they're, I mean, they're also in every Seven Eleven. Yeah, exactly. Like they're they're the first they're the first road stop out of Sydney on the road south. They're also also actually like the best donuts available and widespread. In the yes, show. yeah, yes. It, it, and Mass if you've only ever donut. had the servo ones, have the fresh ones. They're and, dope. And I think all their donuts are trash, but the original. Because I agree, all with, them, that. All I agree with that. I've branched out a few times, and they're never that. good. They're all overkill with sugar, but the original glazed donut. Even if you go to America, their original glaze is still one of the best donuts around. It just mm. is melt in your mouth kind of thing. And you know, I wouldn't say they're just for regional Queensland bogans. I think they can be enjoyed by all. But no, that's a hog's breath. They're thing. probably the most popular donut franchise in the world. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that. I mean, I don't I, think I, that's I, a, not, not that the competition is like, particularly. I mean, thick. what's the competition? Duncan. Yeah, probably. And that's right. only a not only a New England thing. Yeah, oh, it's, it's actually spread. Oh, that's in that's Asia and stuff now, Duncan. True, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. But yeah, if you go, go okay, if you go grab a Krispy Kreme and then next time you get donuts or get one of each, go, go. I got three for you actually. Go to Krispy Kreme, get one of theirs. Go to Woolies, get one of theirs. 
and go to Donut King, and you bottle three of those, and you'll understand. Because Although two Donut of them King, are dense as shit. Donut King hot cinnamon donuts are They're gross. all right, but yeah, again, okay. uh, if, uh, the Cushy Cream is good, cold, hot, anything. It's True, good, very it's, good point. But the, the Donut King donut is good for about three minutes, and then it's shit house. <laughs> it's like... And the, and the ones at Woolies are like tough as shit. They're just tough as nails. The Donut King donuts are like when you make oatmeal. You've got like a three minute window to yeah. eat them between when they're too hot and when they're Stodgy cold as ice. Yeah. The next question. People, oh, I keep saying, people here go crazy where they hear anyone traveling near Krispy Kreme so they can bring some home. Oh, so you see, Krispy Kreme is overrated. Give me a classic hot cinnamon donut any day. Yeah. Well, okay. What is this? I guess it must be, they must be going through the fad now when Krispy Kreme first opened in Penrith down here. Now, that was when it was stupid, when people were driving out there waiting four hours and yeah. whatever. Did that happen? Yeah. yeah. You missed that? My, my dad used to set, he sent his bloody PA out there like 10 years ago. But her day of work would like be go drive to Krispy Kreme, go buy like seven boxes of donuts, come back. Kind of thing. Like they had like a spec, like every few months they'd do it at his office, he'd bring them home. Like that's when it first opened. Okay, if that's the level of it's going to regional Queensland and that's dumb, they're not worth traveling for. But they still are the best. If you're walking around a shopping center, they're the best donut you'll find. Would There's not one gi- three minutes away if you guys yeah, want to go. Would not give them a Michelin star. Put no. it that <laughs> Budget Triple Eight. Rank in order of Russell Crowe's hatred. One plastic chairs, <laughs> two hotel receptionists, three Luke Keery. I was going to say, I was waiting. I was like, <laughs> surely Luke, Luke Keery's number right one. Yep. Yeah. It goes Luke Keery, hotel receptionist, yep. plastic chairs. He didn't throw a phone at Luke Keery. We did throw him out of his house. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still need to know. I would love to have been there just yeah. to know what happened. Uh, Simo again Is Bungard allowed to drink thick shakes? Yes He just, he had a Bungard's thick shakes have two C's He, they, he had a, an oat milk uh, No I think what he's asking is um, Because they're not uh, yeah, no, so you have Oat milk so it's not You can't drink the milk Yeah but no But like yeah, can I can. have them from McDonald's I actually don't know I'm not sure be- if they're vegetarian beef or not. and everything at Macca's Yeah It's actually just made out of tallow mm. I haven't had one since I went vegetarian, But I'm not sure if I'm not allowed to <laughs> Channel 86, can we blame everything going on at Newcastle on Wayne Bennett's spin specifically? Yes. Yes, definitely. Simo, is Newcastle in an abusive relationship with Nathan Brown? He just cares for himself and Newcastle keeps defending him to all the others that see the situation and tell him they can do much better. He's not that bad. We only get beat 80, 75% of the time. And really, it's our fault. <laughs> I mean, we took, we took like more than 20 minutes to discuss this issue and he summed it up. Better he's in one that, tweet. He's not that bad. We had to get beat 75 minutes at a time, but really, it's our fault. That's good. Thank you. Okay, just delete. Let's let's delete the first 25 minutes of this podcast. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Pythago NRL. There are too many penalties these days. Please limit it <laughs> to three. Yes. I'm not a crackpot. <laughs> then he goes, and then in brackets, pick one rule each that you'd eliminate to reduce penalties slash improve flow. Oh, I don't have one to reduce. Um, Penalty specifically, but I have two rules changes that I would make tomorrow if given the opportunity. Go on. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first one would be charge downs. You do not get a full set of six if you're a, like a battler who managed to get your hit charged down. You get you get one extra tackle. That's yep. it. Second one, similar vein. I hate it when you see a guy throw a pass. It hits a defender's hand who's very clearly wrapping to make a tackle, and they get six again. Don't like that either. Again, you get one extra tackle. So it has to be deliberately played out. Yeah. For a six again. No, I, I still I like. I know it sucks, but I'm on with it. That's you're playing at the ball when you're playing at the man kind of thing. Mm. What one one thing I hate? It's not about the rule, but the interpretation. And it happened in the in the Raiders game. Guys with like hanging an arm out looking for an offload, and they, someone touches their arm, they drop the ball. You should never get the penalty. Yep. Ever. You, you've given up your right of possession in terms of like you know your safety possession when you're hanging your arm out with three guys on you, like looking hanging the ball out here somewhere. Mm. Anyway, but the rule I would change, you're looking to improve flow. I would simply just remove the play the ball. 
<laughs> That's what these idiots so seem to want. <laughs> I'm sick of ringing about slow rocks. We'll just you get touched by someone, you just keep going. If only there was an, said, keep going. If there were, only there was another NRL <laughs> competition that you could watch if you, you like footy like that. Yeah, no, I ruined the play the ball completely. You don't even put it through your legs. You're just passing it after you get tackled. Because <laughs> idiots seem to be so focused on the speed of the play the ball these days. <laughs> but no, not really. Any rules you'd remove the hell? Uh, I would change it so that the ball from a kickoff or a dropout doesn't have to go ten meters if it bounces outside the scrum lines. Oh, so you like. Ping, ping it for the corner, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> if you can, if you can catch the ball outside the inside the ten, and it's inside the scr- the wider scrum line, you can have the ball. You're in a terrible field field position, but you can have the ball. Yeah, so you kind of like got a radius around the where the point we kick it from. Yeah, so you're like a, a ten meter radius yeah. rather than a, a square. If oh, a square, and the yeah. obvious one to improve flow would be captain's challenge instead of bunker. Yep, and that would inarguably improve the flow of I the would, game. If I just wanted a faster game, I'd simply watch the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> so who who, who uh, which NRL team makes uh, Tim Payne their captain first then? The oh God, Jesus Christ! Paul, Paul Gallinari is four here. of thirty now. Yeah, for reviews. Yeah, yeah. Great. yeah. That, yeah is that better success rate than Nathan Brown? Yeah. He he. It's close. It is close. He you you're not far wrong actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's four from thirty, and the the one the only one worse than him. Uh, he was tied with. Um, the Sri Lankan captain. Kane Williamson was worse, wasn't it? Kane Williamson was the worst one. The best one was Joe Root. Known Sri Lankan Kane Williamson. Yes. I mean, Root, known, actually, Eng- known Englishman Ben Root Stokes. actually turns down the dumb appeals. It's quite... It's, he says, stop it. Stop it. You're being else. ridiculous. Stop and, this. And the worst thing about Tim Payne being bad at them is that he's the wicketkeeper. Yeah. Like, generally, the captain goes and asks keeper, hey, does, was, that, was that in line? And was that LBW as well. The one on Leach was one. the dumbest thing I've yeah. ever seen in my life. And then oh. when he said, he called it a dabble. It's like, oh, yeah. I remember dabble in I, reviews. I dabble in, like... Painting. I remember when they when they replaced the DRS with "Where's the gold?" and you just, <laughs> and you, <laughs> I just had to hit it. I had a ten in my pocket, and I just went for it. And then you know, whatever, I lost the ten bucks, but I just had a dabble. Mm. Uh, Shinazi Footy says, "Is Bray Wyatt the best in general, and would he make it in the NRL?" That's yeah, for you. Oh, mate, get the get the fiend. Just put him in the middle and let him work. <laughs> uh, who is winning the NNC North? Uh, the Packers. Uh, the Bears. The regression coming for the Bears. How is Wayne Bennett cool all of a sudden? Because that dressing room entrance had me marking out. It's so funny that people like Wayne Bennett again. What a shock. Back at a Sydney, how people like him again. Yeah. I always liked Wayne Bennett. I know you did. You didn't hate him. But uh, I did like the rave recut by the NRL digital team. That mm. was strong work from them. Yeah. I just remember at the start of the year, as well. yeah. people, were, people were actually surprised when they asked me if I was happy about the coach swap, and I said yes. Like, people were genuinely taken aback but like, that yeah. I was pleased that my club was getting the greatest coach Have those of all people time. ever watched footy? It was mostly right. people at work. So, yes, they're all Ooh, footy fans. I don't like, understand it. Then after like two weeks, everyone was like, oh, yeah, this oh, yeah, this is the thing. So, that's why. Still but might not uh, make top four, by the way. You might but not, but I did love... There wasn't that's mainly showing, on injuries this year than anything else. It wasn't shown in the long video, but the, the NRL did put it in their rave one. Is that there is a part when they, all of them are around Wayne jumping. Like, the whole team's like just jumping <laughs> in a circle. It's great. As I, I said, unexpected it. from NRL Digital. Yeah, and uh, Wayne might have some serious synesmosis this week. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he's only in his late sixties, but he looks like a nine-year-old man when he's trying to jump around. Didn't look good. And Jimmy the Jet was like picking him up. <laughs> oh, Jimmy and Cody love him. That yeah. was great. Murdy EH, have the dogs forgotten how to lose? Yeah. Oh, mm. that's, that's a bad, a bad thing I'm going to put on them. Yeah. <laughs> but was it five in a row or four in a row when you forgot how to lose? Wasn't it the first uh, four rounds? I think it was first three, three oh, okay. or four rounds. It was yeah. a game against um, the Bulldogs. I think it was maybe it was, actually it might have only been the second game against the Roosters. Mm. Uh, lost in round four that year against Parramatta. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Patton Meister has Perth. What has Perth done to deserve our shit footy teams? Sure, there's a place that deserves the Knights more than WA. 
And the slam dunk response already came from someone else, but the place that deserves a night is Newcastle. Yep. <laughs> you put up with it. You deserve move, it. Move them closer to Sydney and leave them in Gosford. Uh, Damon Lee Berg says, uh, should we follow Trump's leader, Nuke the Storm? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that That's a thing? Have I missed this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Trump wants to use nuclear weapons on hurricanes. Yeah. Um, now, I am not a, I'm not a meteorologist, nor what? am I a nuclear physicist, Look, it's not but worth I explaining. can't see this ending well. So if you shoot a nuke in the hurricane and it comes to the other side, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> that part we don't know yet. But I actually am keen to see what happens. So let's find out. Let's try, let's try it. Just, well, let's, God, give, also, me, God good, give me strength. Nuke your own country when a hurricane's crossing it. Genius. I mean, to be fair, there are There's a lot like of... There's a shitload of hurricanes in middle America. There so are there a lot of places in the US that could probably deserve yeah, a nuke. There do. are some shitholes down there. Uh, Pat Lawrence 26. What are some other past teams that can, can compete with the Raiders? So you mean compete with the Raiders of the Universal People's Team. Uh, Parramatta 2009. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers 2005. The Knights, the Cowboys, two thousand and four. They didn't win the comp, mm-hmm. but everyone was on the bear. They beat. I think they finished seventh, and they beat the Dogs in the first week of the finals, and they beat Brisbane in the second week. Even they played a Cowboys, yeah, prelim against the yeah. Roosters, two thousand and fifteen too. The Cowboys, yeah, yep. prelim against the Roosters, and came up a bit short. Brad Fittler scored a sick try for the Roosters. Yeah. Essentially, you can't be one of the big clubs. Everyone to get behind you, and if you are, it has to be a situation where Parramatta did it. Was like they were so entertaining. Uh, Raiders in eighty seven. But yeah, it's like... Lost, mo- to, the, lost yeah. to Manly? Uh, the Titans when they were first in. Like yeah, 2010. The people loved them then. But it's, 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 it's even like... The Roosters are playing um, the best maybe, for in the comp now and, and maybe, they still want the people's team. Maybe Penrith 03 as well. Yeah, Penrith 03. And again, they took the Roosters down as part of it. Like, yeah, essentially, if you play in a grand final against the Storm or against the Roosters or against the Broncos or similar, it's like you are now the people's team. Yeah. Even... Dare I say, Cronulla 2016 were a bit of the people. They were, and the people regretted it. People got on board for a week, and they're like, why did we do that? That was disgusting. Look what happened. Yeah. Also, South 2014, the original people's team. No, <laughs> no. false. No, that was... no. That also, happen. the original people's team is Newtown. It's not, though. It is, though. Mate, do they have the grand old club embroidered on their jerseys? <laughs> no, don't they don't, because so. they're not nonces. Okay. Also, so, just on the topic of Newtown this week, Sione Katoa, genuinely New South Wales Cup try of the year. If you haven't seen it, very good. Mm. It was stuff. very good. Uh, RCB Sharks He says What are your milkshake power rankings And also never trendy added on To add to that Milkshake or thick shake Okay Can we start with The worst milkshake Slash thick shake Is like Any of those trendy cafes That put like 73 things On top of it well, They're you dying do, by the way Yeah they are They Look, suck Yeah It's like good. Well, There was that like ch- You know Cherburger You've heard of Cherburger Yeah yeah, yeah. They, they, would, they Oh okay Because they are They are the Instagram food joint So just because your burger Looks awesome in photos And it's got black mm-hmm. colour This and this colour that once I go and then eat there, isn't that good? It's shit. And like a milkshake with like a million toppings actually isn't good. I don't need like six lollipops and a violet crumble sticking out of the top. And the milkshake being like, average. People go to like, uh, uh, people go to, Ma- take Mary's for example. Mm-hmm. People go to Mary's in Newtown because it's kind of, you know, it's, I mean, not necessarily anymore, but it was the place to be. It was cool, yada, yada. Yeah. But like the burger is exactly the same at the CBD joint and you get to sit in Hyde Park. Oh, the, bur- yeah. the CBD joint is much better. Great yeah, burger. You don't have no to queue. wait for an hour. 100% agree. Yeah. They do a great thick shake, by the way. The CBD joints shut it down. The, ma- the machine's not working. They're just oh. like, buying another one. But um, they do a great peanut butter the, thick shake. The best chain milkshake slash thick shake ever had was at Shake Shack in America. Well, I think it wants us to rate power rankings of the oh, flavors. flavors. Okay, sorry. Um, vanilla malt. Number one by distance. Easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, chocolate thick shakes well, overrated. I was, I was surprised there was no pushback at all from no, that. Vanilla no, malt's no. always been it. I'm one of the men, a man who has malt in his cupboard, and I do make my own vanilla syrup. So I like making a homemade vanilla Good malt. Man. Nice stuff. Treat. I would go vanilla malt, caramel. Would you use oat milk? <laughs> no, I don't mind an almond milk, vanilla malt, yeah. thick shake, but uh, it's 
Again, if you're going for a thick shake, you just got to go full cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're already, you're already halfway there. You know, oat yeah. milk is better than almond milk, by the way, Dell. As someone who drinks both, um, but almond milk, I like where I put the malt in. It goes yeah, really okay. well in that, oh, in, that in that realm. Um, if we're just ranking the big five flavors, I think so: strawberry, chocolate, vanilla malt, banana, caramel. I think is the only five. Okay, mm. well, number one for me. You don't want to chuck in like lime and other weird shit. Chuck, um, chuck, lime would be lime would be a good sixth man there. It would be. So I'm off the bench. Off the bench. Lime's coming off the bench. I'm the man who's just like I don't even order the other ones. <laughs> I just know what's the best. Sometimes I feel like strawberry. I don't mind strawberry. I'm mm. one of the things though, I would like. If I have a vanilla malt, it'd be like if I'm with the, my my more my fiance now saying that. But I'm, if I'm with I my never use that word by the yeah. way. I just kept for, saying girlfriend. If I'm with my girlfriend, it'd be like okay, I'll get the vanilla malt and maybe you can get like the strawberry or the caramel and we'll yep. sort it out. Um, I mm. would usually rotate between vanilla malt and then sometimes banana and caramel and then strawberry. Yeah. Very rarely. Not really a huge chocolate milkshake guy. I think mm. chocolate thick shakes and milkshakes is, is the lowest tier of the thick shake milkshake market, but I think it's a second in the oak flavouring because yeah. it's, it's such a strong oak chocolate yeah. milk. I, yeah, that's fair. Um, but if we are expanding onto like the greater world of like weird, mm-hmm. the Shake Shack, Shake Shack in America, they did that. I had two different ones there that were amazing. One was peanut butter. Peanut butter thick shakes are really good. Unreal. I'd give that number two if I could. Unreal. If that counts as being mainstream, yeah, they're right mm-hmm. up there. And they have this one called black and white. I still don't know how they did it, but it was like milk, chocolate, and white chocolate together in some thick shake. Mm. And it was dope. But yeah, if I could put peanut butter in the rankings, we have a number two. I'm not even a big peanut butter guy, but this peanut butter just goes so well with, with that concept. Especially the, just the way it, just, it hangs on your palate. The, the yeah. mm. Also, I love Nutella. Nutella thick shakes overrated. Yes. Yeah. Just water down Nutella. Just yeah. a spoon of Nutella <laughs> Just instead. put the spoon of Nutella in my mouth. Yeah. Although, I would be fine with a spoon of peanut butter in my mouth as well. Although, so. also, when you, get a, when you get a tub of Nutella and you're all the way to the end of it, chuck a bit of milk in there, shake it up. <gasps> Genius. Holy shit. Yeah. That is... Smart man. Well done. That's a man who knows to get the value out of a jar of Nutella. <laughs> That's getting every last drop out of there. But yeah, and also thick shakes all over milkshakes. Milkshakes, yeah. I have like three sips and it's gone. Yeah. What's, what, what have you done to me here? You basically I love that just giving that me a question cup of got milk. a more detailed response than literally any rugby league question. That's we the one. Well, we, we know want. they they know our wheelhouse. You know, this is how this works. Uh, Jake White, sixteen. Why is it taken Melbourne twenty four hours to drop Croft and finally play our best spine? Oh, they're they're peaking to the finals. They had to rest everyone else. Yeah, they've so really been struggling be, this year up until this have. point. Well, I did saw I saw someone have a conspiracy saying that they have a, they might have had it planned for rounds and rounds ago. They've been working it the whole time, but they didn't want to like put Pappenhausen there for ten rounds and have everyone figure it out. It's like. That's that might what? be a thing. Could be, you know what? They probably thought, let's get our best going right into the finals. So mm. I don't know why. But Keep them fresh. The fact that now it's happened and I've questioned Bellamy for doing it. I don't like questioning Craig. He got it right and it's there now. I'm happy to see what happens with you. Miss Thomas Triple Eight says, Is Ham the best Toy Story character? You've got to take his surely, Bungard. Um, He might be, to be honest. That's a pretty good take. I mean, I've always been a big Buzz Lightyear guy. Mm. Um, But of if you expand it to like, Outside of just you know Buzz and Woody, yeah, Ham is probably the one that has the funniest lines, followed mm. by Potato Head. Mm. Yeah, fair. Good uh, take. Rex sucks. No, Rex is fine, but like <laughs> no, Ham is just better. No, he's not great. I don't like Bo Peep. Doesn't do it for me. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay, next question. Bethany has got B on for ninety seven. How long will it be before James Robert goes to WWE so he can elbow drop people more? James Roberts, Daniel Vito, WrestleMania main event twenty twenty one. Drop the elbow drop off the fly up, top rope. I want to see one superhuman videos first. Have you seen, have you seen Mate, that? Guy? Superhuman is is a character, and, he, and his good friend Corey going to drop elbows on him. <laughs> people look that up. Superhuman, human with two M's. Is it? Yeah, I think if you, I think you've seen it. People, people on the internet. If you, yeah, you, you've seen it. Warwick Ahern is using Starfighters for an article. The best way to get comment section going on social media. What do you mean? The byline being Starfighters. Oh, just put your name on it. Be mm. a man. 
No, it's always the worst when it's a hit piece, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. And Warren could, could, couldn't be my paper. Should the bunker be scrapped for a player activator review system? Two reviews per team for the game power. Yes. Sort of yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, what I, if the I, players actually have to review it? So you give the players the footage. <laughs> well, you can, mate. You can have some. You can like this is what NFL teams do. They've got some bloke sitting at the top of the stadium watching, and they buzz, and they're watching tape as well, and they. They buzz down if this they're like, hey, they, challenge this. This is why they always cover their mouth when they speak. Yeah. Because they Just have... Seriously. Deaf staff who We do, we do not see reviewing 80% of tries. We just don't need have it. a dabble at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 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 have a little dabble. Is, is the bunker now going to be sponsored by I don't know? Where's the gold? Or imagine that. Uh, I've I've already said I mean, before. Gambling is already ingrained in the sport, so look, we're not that far off, surely. I'm pro the system of I've said it before of every decision, but every try being reviewed. But you don't have to see the review. Like while the line of conversion, mm. I'll be review the try, and then they stop it if they, if not. That's what I like that idea. Um, the captain's challenge. I think everyone wants wants to see that given another run at some point. I don't know why it hasn't been, and perhaps I should ask that question. I but enjoyed the one game they did. Why it hasn't done it? What if they what didn't if use we it have in that one game? No one used it. it what flowed. if? Yeah, what but that was why because the they were like, yeah, it's a try, but also because it's a game that didn't matter. There's going to be shitloads of those. Just do it in this week. Also, there's points in games that don't matter, Mitchell, where they check the bunker. Like they'll go to a try. Wait, I get that. I get that. But the players in that game as well are less inclined yeah. to want to check them. I guess. Whereas other games, they still could be checking every decision. It's nice not to have you know. Routine put downs that you or I or anyone can see, and they go. I just don't think you've seen the players. Any time the referees are about to award or not award a try, half the team surrounds him anyway. Footy players are idiots. I think we'd get review for everything. That's fine. They waste them them obviously, but then they burn their reviews. Yeah, and then if they and then if they get burnt, like I just think it's going to probably cause more problems. That'll solve that type of system. But I do Mm. agree that you know. Again, those corner put downs just while we're taking the kicks or something, something faster. With and it. same yeah. with like there was there was one in I, I know we're going back to Reggie's this week. Eastwood scored a try for Newtown this week. Mm. Burrowed past four players, and the t- the ref was there. Said, did anybody think that that wasn't a try? Gave the try. That's the situation where mm. as somebody's lining it up, you say, do you have any other evidence to say it shouldn't be a try? No, we move along. Yeah, Mister Special Eight with the Knights losing the last two games being their greatest tribute to Brownie. <laughs> I fit. think, th- yeah. Look, I think. They need to lose more of their last two games. It like would be six. very funny if Christian Wolf got them to win two games into the finals. So they just went on this weird run and won the comp. How funny would that be? You, you know, though, if that team turns it around next year, knowing they don't like Brownie, they're not going to be one of those teams that's just going to like... Just like you guys won't accept... When Seabold talked about you and like all your players are like coming out like, go shove it. Your club is not going to sit there and accept if Brownie tries to claim credit for how they're doing. It, it will, will be great. And, he and, will claim credit for it. And, so to, it and to, to that end, it would be great because obviously, as you're saying, like he's going to be moving into a media role, you would expect. Mm. For them to just like refuse to take questions while he's on the panel. <laughs> or like funny. refuse to do bits while he's he's on the panel. By the way, one thing with that Seabold argument stuff is, I've said, I said this, I don't know if I said it last week on here, but don't box down, Seabes. You're yeah. arguing with players and an assistant coach of another team. There's no winning there. Wayne's arguing with you. He doesn't he didn't say anything. Mm. But that was it. You're arguing with these, like, you're going to start arguing with a trainer carrying the water bottles on too? Like, telling him, but oh, like, you're carrying the bottles the same as I told you I carry them last but year. But, like, like, the thing with Wayne is he's living in his head rent-free. He, he doesn't have to make a comment. Like, Seebs should know that. The guy's Harvard Tony. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Jakey H87 says, in light of Shamas's son replicating James Roberts, so Michael Shamas made it, put a tweet out there that his son replicated the uh, elbow. What is the most amazing football-related thing your sons have done? Well, I mean, um, there's none of us here who have sons. Yeah, my son's a big fan of the squirrel grip. <laughs> Loves it. Sam Burgess did it once, and he's just walking around just all the time. He's just grabbing people on the dick uh, in the train. It. Yeah, my son Tomorrow. routinely uh, 
does a 180 in the air and makes yeah. a pass while upside down after seeing Nathan Friend do it. That's it. My son actually respects the troops as well a lot. A big, big respect well, for the troops. What goes that saying? Just loves the anthem. Uh, my, my son, he, he sees, the, uh, he sees the, empty, uh, the empty checkout at Woolies. Yeah. Runs along, gives it up to the crowd, big finger up in the air, <laughs> swan dives onto the checkout. Perfect. Big Sully fan. Uh, big fan. Uh. <laughs> this, yeah. Can you imagine? Look, Look, we had some. I mean, we're, we're not here to speculate on whether things did or didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you be the judge. Yeah. All I'm saying is uh, my son just... Fantastic respects to the referees. Just approaches them quietly. This is look next time, sir. Must must next be a, must be a big rugby fan. He's, big where, rugby he's wary of being tied off it, by Nigel Lyons. <laughs> My kid just wrestles his pillow every day after watching Cameron Smith. It's disgusting. Yeah. Won't get out of oh, but he can only grab it by its jersey because it doesn't have ears. <laughs> Everything I'm doing in the house, I'm, out, I'm making a breakfast omelet and he's just slowing me down with the wrestle, twisting my ear. <laughs> Just up in my ears. Pulling at the bottom of my shorts. My shirt my oh. every, time, every time I'm holding groceries now, my, my son tries to strip it one-on-one. <laughs> but he gets his sister to run in with him yeah, and exactly. hug me and then tells her to roll away. She drops off. And yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I was I okay with it before when it was just him. I could hold him off. Yeah. <laughs> I look in the bag and there's no oaks. The oaks have been pilfered. The stripper of oaks. Yeah. Oh. That was fun. Eddie and Zed, if Tedesco and RTS swap clubs, would Roger automatically become the world's best player? I well, mean, have we not seen Tuivasa-Jek be the best fullback in the world at the Roosters already? That was the thing. And he, he was won, arguably the best fullback in the yeah, world at the Warriors won the last, year. last year. Just, um, you know. His try assist in this game that meant nothing to Fusatua was exceptional. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, 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 it's baffling to me that people don't understand how important situation is to a player's success in yeah. this or any sport. Yeah, like in any, do you think Tom Brady would be as successful if he'd been no. like in like you know Cleveland his whole career? Can Can you imagine Tom Brady leading the you know, Kansas City Chiefs to a bold yeah. whatever. Do you think, do you think Tris- Tristan Thompson gets a max if he doesn't play with LeBron and Kyrie? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But uh, and uh, you well, know, I obviously knocked him a few times on this podcast, but no one's ever knocked Taylor Pong as attacking potential. And one of the things his situation is that you know, it's his son everything, but he has the most percentage of line breaks for his career that aren't assisted. None of it, like almost none of the breaks he makes are assisted yeah. because he's just you know get the ball's thrown to him and he steps around whatever beats two players and goes. Yeah. And Drew Ashek's the same kind of thing at, at at the Warriors. It's not a knock on Tedesco, but Tedesco half the time when he receives a ball, he's already in a half an acre of space. Oh, like and, and, that, like, and he's following he's following big front rowers yeah. going through, or he's following a player who's already made a line break. Yeah. Well, it's like Tedesco himself said the first year into the Roosters, he started getting credit for all these things that apparently he couldn't do prior. And you remember he bit back. He's like, I could do all this when I was at the Tigers. I mm. could pass. I could run. But that's the thing. The Tigers, he'd be throwing the ball at the back of shape with no, no, with no space created on the side. And he'd just like, you know, stand on a spot, dance around, cut back infield, whatever. The difference is that the Roosters, on the back of a crisp back one movement, he could throw a cutout pass because the space is there. Yep. You know, he's, he is the same player as he was, just in a better, better position. Mm. And yeah, oh, no shit, RTS to be more damaging at a better team, you know. Hey, I'm Watt Seven. Rate Nathan Brown out of ten and don't hold back. Well, I mean, I already, I'm a, he's a zero for me, mate. We've yeah. been there. Negatives. Yeah. Uh, if your team won the same question, person, sorry, if your team won less than thirty percent of your games in four years, would you become a cuck? Well, I wouldn't become a cuck. I'd probably off myself. But uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be cheer supporting that coach in. I wouldn't be lord lording him or finding every single excuse of why he's not culpable at, at all for it. I, I would be, be writing emails weekly. Yeah. It was just the, the, oh, well, over the last you know seven days, whose fault it has it is that's not Brown has changed about six times. It's like a Wheel of Fortune <laughs> episode. For it fuck's is. sake, it's like spin the wheel, find out who fucked up this yeah. week. Uh, it's Brody says, "What are the NRL equivalents of the Andrew Luck retirement?" I mean, nothing really comes all that well, close. If someone does it, could but do it. 
I mean, GI this year is among the closest things we've seen, and even that was not even close because he was already coming to the end of his career. And he, mm. and he, and he oh, I mean, yeah. no, it's kind of a little bit similar, I, I guess, but... I mean, GI is what thirty three though, not twenty nine. A hypothetical so. for my, and twenty nine is like a twenty five and footy. Yeah, true. Hypothetical would be if Tedesco got injured again and retired. That's my hypothetical because he oh, had yeah, a few injury fair. things. Yeah, one of the best players in the game. If he, but again, there's such an important position in 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 American football. And most of the comparisons, whenever you hear someone compare it to rugby league, it doesn't work. The quarterback, it doesn't exist. There's no one that important in rugby league. It's hard to to compare it's that situation. One of the most shocking sports stories of our lifetime. Like it's yeah. it's. This will, people will look back on this, and and there's been guys like Chris Borland and Patrick Willis mm. in the last few years who've retired when they've still had plenty to offer, just because they're like, you know, I want to look after my body and all that stuff. Yeah. But none of them had the sort of gravity yeah. of this. And and again, this is a guy that could make if he was off contract next year, could make thirty five million US a year. And it's something NFL has this right, by the way. I love when rugby league fans will hammer a million dollar man, but a six hundred k man doesn't get hammered. The lack of disparity between important players and, and unimportant NRL mm. contracts is actually wrong. There should be more players making the yeah. top end and less making the middle tier. Yeah. And the NFL's like that, right? Andrew, Andrew Luck's one of those guys that makes over the $20 million a year. There's lots of guys in the roster that make under a million a year. There's a big disparity, and he's walking away from a deal that is, you know, 25 times the size of other people on his, yeah. on his roster. He owed them $24 million this year for not turning up, but the club have, have waived that. But that's how their contracts work. That's mad. I think they... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, partially, I think that they perhaps might have been open to some sort of negligence lawsuit later on for putting him in dangerous situations all the time. And that's maybe why well, that's they let it. him have all that money. But, but that's, he got called a coward and stuff, but the stuff he said himself, 100% nailed it. He said, there's nothing cowardly about walking away and like, you know, enjoying the rest of my life and, you know, not going through like pain. Like he's never going to have to work again. Like not, people forget that. He's made, as you say, he made $20 million a year for probably four years. Um, yeah. If anyone wants to go seek it out, go watch Dan Labatard spoke like three minutes about this today and it was the most... I guess measured take I found like, on this particular issue. As I said, he's as nev- he often is, he's never going to have to work again. You may as well just enjoy that instead of getting to thirty three, getting yeah. you know ter- another terrible knee injury or get a- copping a head knock and not being able to feed or walk. Well, that's it. It's you one know? of those things like Andrew. Like I, you know, it's a tragedy to see someone like that walk away from the game because I enjoyed watching him play. And he's one of those guys that like he was actually fun to watch because you couldn't make him angry. You know, he gets smashed in a sack and he get up and laugh and go, "Yeah, good tackle, bro," and like kind of stuff. And other people, other teammates, teams hated it. They didn't know what to do about it, but. You know, he came out and said, like, he's got the rest of his life ahead of him. He doesn't need the money and he just wants, you know, what's the point, as you said, what's the point of having a scrambled brain at 34 yeah. and being in pain when we've already gone through all he's gone through? He's got mm-hmm. a lacerated kidney at one point. He can't, he's, only, he's had pain in his foot the whole off-season. He's had shoulder injuries. What has he had? He's pretty much had almost a season end injury every year. I, I already saw someone compare him to Tom Brady. I was like, oh, no. spare me. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady, great player, but he is in the most comfortable and not, as it's obviously a dangerous sport, no matter where yeah. you are. But as he's far been hit as about twice ever, yeah, he's in about as as and and you can tell that he's only ever been hit twice ever because he's forty two. Yeah, yeah, I mean he he's in a situation the most removed from danger that could possibly be as a quarterback in the yeah. NFL. And also, obviously, still not taking anything away from him, but no, it's not. And mm. you know, he does remarkably look after his body, all that stuff, but. To compare, to look, put him on a pedestal and be like, oh, Andrew Luck's a coward. It's just ridiculous. One of me. the greatest comparisons I saw recently to Ben Hunt getting arrested was someone mentioning Brett Favre's durability and him taking opportunity was given it. Like Ben Hunt gave someone else opportunity. People forget that Brett Favre only played the most NFL games in a row because he had addiction to painkillers. <laughs> like, he's a crippling addict. I mean, in fairness, he was a man ahead of his time. He yes. was the opioid crisis he was, in the like, mid-2000s. It's not that admirable. It's tough, but it's, oh yeah, this man was an addict. Okay. I mean, you know, if there's people that should be celebrated in our society, it's more addicts, I feel. Yeah, I feel like that. 
But yeah, it's going to be weird without Luck, and it's left that franchise in a tough spot, but oh well. Interesting uh, fact, I'm pretty sure he is a second division soccer team owner in the US. He oh, yeah. definitely the is. Indy 11. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, Sam Kusher, in the battle of the best of the terrible coaches, who do you have? Hook, Brown, Cleary, or Brennan? Hook. It's, it's yeah. cl- Cleary for mine, but Hook's pro- probably better. But I just can't hear him talk anymore. I mean, yeah. Hear him on, that, hear him <laughs> yeah, on TV. Oh, my God. Oh my it was God. a bit yeah. of a punish. He could say the most interesting thing in the world, and I wouldn't care. It's tough to see how he... It's really difficult for me to work out why players didn't respond to him. Weird. Booners 05... Sorry, go down. No, no. You go on. Sorry. Booners 05. Was that Benji's best ever game? No. No, but it was, as you said, the best since he's been back in the NRL. Hamish Neal, where is Christian Wolfe in the yet-to-be NRL head coaches but could soon be power rankings? What does he have to gain in the next two weeks? Experience. Well, he's got nothing to lose. (laughs) And, um, you know, he's apparently, you know, in the running for St. Helens' job next next year. Just remember, he only has to win one game. And he has already surpassed Nathan Brown's win record. Well, Craig Hodges is um, now eight in a row he's lost for opening his career at the Titans. And I did find someone who had lost the first, like, ten in a row all time. But they still had a better record and they won a few more. But, uh, Mm. yeah, that's not great. But, yeah, Christian Wolf's certainly got nothing to lose at this point. Even if they don't turn up this way, he won't get blamed. Yeah, and also, obviously, like, he's been in a position where he's been assistant coaching before. Mm. It's very different trying to motivate a team as the sole motivator, as they will be. Mm. But also, it's going to give him an insight into what it takes to, over just that short period of time, to be in that leadership position and be the guy making the calls. And that will be invaluable going forward. Fatboy95 underscore. He's on an internship is what we're saying. Yeah, it is, yeah. He's on the work experience. Kid. Who's more of a self-promoter? Jason Dimitri, Anthony Seabold, or Nathan Brown? Oh, <laughs> Brownie, I think. Brownie is the Conor McGregor of, self pro- of NRL self-promotion. He is. He'll continue until he's like 95 we're making jokes about Wayne Bennett. I mean, <laughs> he, I mean and Wayne Bennett will still be alive somehow. Yeah, yeah Conor McGregor did also punch a, uh, a man in the face. And that old man took that punch. Yeah. Didn't even move. It wasn't the first terrible uh, shot that he Goddamn Gunton. Can <laughs> the Eels get any credit since Newcastle succumbed to the peloton of mediocrity? Mm. Want the credit want, the Eels want credit, do they? What for? They're no. Decent. They're pretty good. They're, they're pretty fine. Good. They, just, they, get, they, they took get their credit. Week. They'll get a home final. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's all the questions. Oh. Alrighty, fantastic! Another hundred minute long episode. Well, look, hundred percent good shit in my oh, wait, 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 wait. I think we asked a question yesterday. <gasps> Let me see if I can go back and find that. Oh, this is great radio. These the clowns who ask. Oh, I don't want to. Well, I'm insulting. Them. I insult people every week, but asking questions a day early. At this point, I feel like people enjoy getting insulted by you. They, uh, yeah. That's, what, what did, uh, what did uh, Simo say earlier about being uh, trapped <laughs> in a bad relationship? <laughs> in a relationship? Welcome to NRL Boom Negged. Okay, look, yeah, he's a huge prick, but I like his milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, let's, let's not do it. What a rollercoaster that Jeez, that, that story had everything. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for this week. It's been wonderful. All right. And we'll see, see you, you in the next one. See ya. Bye.